need to stop playing with my keys. Oh, I'm introing. That's right. <laughs> Is that your intro? Could it be? <laughs> <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Welcome to the Fake Nerd Podcast. You know what? Screw it. We're yeah, okay. That. We're in the yeah. episode. Right. We're, we're, in the, we're in the episode. What episode Hi. is it? It's 94. <laughs> oh, I was going to let him say it. Episode. Oh. Well, I didn't know. I know. That's why I wanted you to say it. <laughs> I'm all kinds of unprepared. Uh, just like all those sequels that haven't been made yet. There we I go. tied it in. I love Hi, times. I'm here with Brandon T. McClure. And, and Ben Magnet. Yo. And Ryan Eliopoulos. Do it as me. And all right, guys. This is the bumpiest intro to a podcast ever. Here we go. That's hey, what, all that tax money is not going. It's going to work. It's you know what? Bumps. It's better than anything I've ever done. That's not true at all. Not true. You stop it. You oh. you made us do that Infinity War thing. That worked. That was really great. So, oh yeah, thank so, you. I appreciate there that. There you go. You're yeah, welcome. that was neat. That was two. Oh. That was two weeks ago now. I've still, wow. Yeah. What have I accomplished since then, guys? You've seen a lot of movies. I saw three movies this week. There you go. Your customary three. Yeah. You know, not I. I usually forget the intros that I make. But and I'm gonna toot my own horn a little bit here. I got I got complimented by somebody about my Justice League intro the other day. There I, you go. I was like, I don't even remember what that was, and then I was reminded, and I'm like, oh yeah, that was a good one. Wasn't that the one where you tied in everything together? I tied in every superhero film that had come out that year's title That's into right. the description of Justice League. Yeah, that was pretty great. I forgot Justice League existed until you just mentioned it. We were just talking about it like I, five minutes. No, ago. No, I know. Yeah. But I, but I, you have that. Got, I forgot. He's got like, he's got like a, a memory wipe. So yeah. that he can forget. I'm the man in black. He doesn't want to live in that kind of sorrow. I live in an alternate timeline where I just don't ever think about Justice League ever. And every time it pops in my mind, I just branch out. That'd be really nice. It would be nice. So are we living in an alternate timeline or are we living in the original timeline where you keep thinking about it? Oh, no. I'm going to die. It's <laughs> <laughs> too much. All the timelines. Oh, man. You guys have been playing God of War and I'm so jelly. Yes. No, we're not going to we... get out about it. We, we have to. We should. You guys can. We have to. You can talk about it. You just you can't spoil it. It's, it's a so cool good. game. It's not just a cool I game. I haven't played it yet, but it's a cool game. Are you going to play it soon, Sparks? Do you think? Uh, within the next month. Okay, because I want to do a review special on a game I haven't played yet, but I'm gonna play it, and I think we should all talk about it. It is effing amazing. Yeah, it's pretty I great. can say that wholeheartedly yeah. with no bias whatsoever. I didn't think. I mean, obviously, I haven't played it, but it's getting a lot of really great reviews. I didn't think a game would beat Monster Hunter for me, but like, I really like Greek mythology, and I like Norse mythology, and I really like Kratos. I so one of the things that I've really gravitated towards is that this game is kind of like because with Greek mythology, I was always kind of a fan of Greek mythology when I was younger. Same and here. God of War, yep. I got into because I was into Greek Zeus! mythology. Zeus! So it wasn't one of those things where. So for this one, I'm I'm playing this new God of War, and it's kind of teaching me things about Norse mythology that I didn't know before. I know I know uh, Norse mythology from Marvel comic books, <laughs> right? <laughs> and, like I'm I'm learning a lot of things. Like uh, Tyr, the Norse god of war, is uh, a pacifist. Is a pacifist. Yeah. He he wanted to stop wars and like learn how to learn how to uh, accept other cultures and and try to f- learn. Th- I'm like that's. That's really weird and cool. Like and the I God no of War idea. wants to yeah, stop. Yeah, funny war. thing is, his um, temple is the temple you go to all the other realms. Tears temple. Yeah, in um, in uh, in God of War, the the center hub is Tears temple, and you in, in order to go use you, use the Bifrost to go to Yggdrasil. You actually use the Bifrost. You yeah. Use the Bifrost. Oh, use the Bifrost. That's dope. Um, I mean, it's not the same. Bifrost. Of course, it's not. not it's no, not yeah. the Avengers Bifrost. Uh, yeah. As it's it's weird because the Bifrost is also your flashlight. 
interesting. I, mean, like, I, don't way, wanna, I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to like say too much because these no, guys. There's here. a lot of. There's a lot of. Um. There's a lot of things that the the trailers. Here's the thing, Ryan specifically. Yeah. Like I don't know how much how much Sparks has kind of gone through, but like Ryan, there's like nothing. zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this game was entirely unpredictable for me. Like I thought it was going to be one thing, like and Infinity it has turned War. out to be something completely different and something so immersive and engrossing. And I haven't been into a game this much in at least five years. Yeah. And this is coming from a guy who hardly plays video games ever. Well, when I do, apparently I pick w- some good ones. When yeah. you do, yeah. Because this guy, one thing I love about this new guy war than the previous guy wars is that the previous ones, they're very linear. Yeah. As in, you just go from A to B, slaughter, 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 murder, murder, kill, kill, slaughter some more, and then cutscene. Yeah. It's essentially rinse, repeat, maybe a little puzzle solving sprinkled. Great for the time, but feels very dated these days. Oh, yeah. Whereas now. I love the new combat system, like the RPG elements in this, mm-hmm. where you can. I up- love that axe. Uh, the Leviathan is so bad. Hey, so Sparks, um, I've heard uh, since we haven't played it, I've heard it's described as um, kind of like the Tomb Raider games, where it's not a fully open world where you have a hub and you go to different areas multiple times. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like like the faux open world of of the last Tomb Raider games, which makes me excited. That's really cool. Hmm. It's it's really sweet, and also the one of the things I love is that there are parts where a trace is like, okay, we can do that, or we could go exploring, and you can bet your sweet ass I go exploring. To explore, and it's a lot of fun. One, so one of the things, that, one of the bits of dialogue, and like, not to spoil it, I'm not going to give context. I'm not going to get. I'm not going to say who. Um, there's a bit where you kill. Obviously, it's God of War. You kill a god. Yeah. Obviously. And how dare you? Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I thought he'd left that life behind. I thought this was all about how he worked for Lyft now just to pay for your son's education. <laughs> what a weird game that would be. <laughs> that would be. It, it, it's like a giant ram. He yeah. just rides a ram. So, anyway, so, um, so you kill a god, and like your kid, Atreus, is like, oh my god, you killed a, oh my god, uh, you killed a god. I can't believe it. Um, I didn't know you could do something like that. And I'm like, oh, buddy, dude, <laughs> I have killed. So many gods. Uh, <laughs> the Greek pantheon doesn't exist anymore because of me. <laughs> Aphrodite still does, though. Oh. I mean, that's not because of... I, he actually told me that it's not in God of War. Mm-hmm. Um, you never kill Aphrodite in the first three games. Oh, okay. So we're I just assume, because I, I mean, I, I've played those games. She's the only one who doesn't betray you, so... Like, so, yeah, no reason to. Well, probably because she gives you a good time, if you know what I mean. Hey. Yeah, she's one of the yeah. one of the sex scenes. But there's this... God of War 3... But there's there's a scene I have to talk about. I'm not gonna give any spoilers, but Brandon, you know the scene I'm talking about. It's er, it's pretty early on in the game. It's the scene in the mountain, the boss fight in, on the mountain, where uh, a certain you fight a certain gigantic beast, and then when it falls, Kratos is just standing right in the middle of its gi- of its open. Oh yeah, that I I beat that son that of a was, bitch. That was that was like years ago for me. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. But for me, when I beat that a few days ago, I I've been playing this game till. Six seven in the morning. I legitimately wanted to call out sick just to keep playing this game. This mm-hmm. game is so good. Even when I'm at work, I'm like, I want to play God. I want to go home and play God of War. And at that scene, I almost woke up Fanny because I was like, Yeah, you gotta see this, Fanny. This is badass. <laughs> it just screamed badassery to me. Uh, and it's such an interesting development of the character because he's turned from like Kratos has turned from like everyone has betrayed me and I'm going to literally kill Kratos every Kratos wasn't person. a good character. No, he turns no, he was, from... He was an asshole who just wanted to get revenge. That was his only motivation the entire but, six games before this. But in this game... Sorry, that was mine. Oh. Um, in this game, it's become... Yeah, I'll still murder you, but only if you get in my way. If you don't, I don't care. Old yeah. man, it's Old Man Logan it's Kratos? It's Old Man Logan yeah. Kratos. It's Old Man Kratos. It, it, went, Kratos. From, it went from... All, speaking of all caps, Kratos, yeah. to boy. Yeah. 
Um, and like you could tell, he's he's just humbled as his, as his old age because he killed all the Greek gods, and he's like, I'm just I'm, just leave me alone. Yeah. Uh, so to wrap it up, uh, I haven't played it. Uh, uh, this has been described as like it's kind of like The Last of Us. You know, it's a lot more personal story. So uh, I was never worried this wasn't going to be a good game. I was worried it wasn't going to be a good God of War game because while the story was never really the reason you went to these games, uh, the set pieces and the action is some of the biggest and boldest. You you were climbing hundred foot titans like it's incredible. I was scared we wouldn't be doing that in this game. Oh, buddy, this is a God of. Now here's the thing though. Yes, there isn't something like climbing Kronos. Yes, as as I've seen yet. Yes, um, I heard the end is bananas. I, mean, I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I don't know. Just saying, like, like they everyone was worried this wouldn't be a God of War game, but it's they're telling me it is a God of War game. Now, I think that something like something like that, as far as I know, mm-hmm. isn't in this game so far. Probably saving something, one of those gigantic, like ridiculous bombastic pieces. Have you set seen pieces. giant things though? You're yeah. Thunder. Okay, there you go. Yeah, the the go. world serpent. Yeah. Also, uh, nope, nope, not gonna say it. Yeah, I think we should. No, that, that I'm not going to say it. Oh, yeah. I think it's good to move on from this. Yeah, I want to talk about Speed Racer. <laughs> oh, BT Dubs? Brandon, suck it, I killed a Valkyrie. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about that. <laughs> love you, buddy. Um, Half the panel s- likes Speed Racer. So I love Speed Racer. I think Speed Racer is pretty great. Sparks, did you like Speed Racer? Yeah. yeah. Haha, Ben. All right, Ben is the Shit. week one out. Ben, Speed you, Racer it's been 10 is years. a great movie. You got to rewatch it. Just give it another it, chance. It's been t- 10 years since I see it. Last time I saw Speed that's, Racer, that's, I was in theaters. It was in theaters, and I swore never to see it again. That's my favorite Emil Hirsch movie, that and Girl Next Door. Oh, that's such a oh, good yeah. movie. I like Girl Next Door. Oh, that's Timoth- Timothy Elephant. Well, then why yeah. don't you like Speed Racer? Because it's different. <laughs> But Speed Racer is so unapologetically the anime. It's so colorful. It's so weird. It's so much fun. Like, I was cheering. I was cheering at the end of that last race. I was super excited. I was like, yes, he won. I've seen this so many times, but he kept winning. Nanja. I I just need to. And I've been quoting that Nanja line for 10 years. (laughs) Like, no joke. Because it's it's not a ninja. Wait. Nanja. Nanja. There's oh. a bit where John Goodman beats up a ninja. He's like, that's what passes for a ninja these days. More like a nanja. <laughs> oh God, I remember that scene. I don't Great remember the scene. line, but I remember the scene. I have been I have been Is there a monkey in that movie? Yeah. yeah. Heck yeah, there is. And also Chim-chim. the little Yeah, and also the little kid flips off that one bad guy from There's a lot of finger there's a lot of finger flipping off in this movie. Yeah. In Speed Racer? Yeah. Yeah, he flips him off in that uh uh from that one of the bad guys, you know from V for Vendetta? Yes. Yeah. The guy's name we don't remember. Yes. Yeah. The guy who just the, chews up the yeah, scenery yeah, yeah. and he's beautiful in it. Yeah, the one who Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. That's all yeah. pretty much all I remember. Um the origin of Racer X, how it really is Speed's brother, but they never say it. Spoilers. God. It's been <laughs> out for ten years. <laughs> also spoilers from a fifty year old anime. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, I I love that movie. I, I watched it again recently. The and reason I'm just, like, uh, super sad. It would be brought up because like this article, this really long and detailed article came out about why Speed Racer is super awesome and people should watch it more. Yeah, because it's ten years. Because it, it's 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 an underrated movie. Like I I call it a masterpiece. I'm not serious. No, I kind of like I like it a lot, but I'm not serious that it's a masterpiece. But it is an underrated gem. I agree. I need to watch. It, it is again. one of the best anime live action films ever made. Heck yeah, it is, yeah. man. To this day, I need to watch it. Right up there, right up there with the Japanese Death Notes. Yeah, yeah, and Dragon Ball Evolution and Attack on Titan. No, no, (laughs) we were being serious. (laughs) You took it to a sad place. (laughs) I'm sorry. Hey, Sparks, what about the live-action Rurouni Kenshin films? I have not watched them, so I can't weigh in on them. I've heard they are all right. Okay, 
I watched Blade of the Immortal a couple weeks ago, and I already told you guys, but that's a really awesome uh, uh, adaptation of an anime. Animanja. You know what other... Oh, and Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is a good one, too. All You Need is Kill. All You Need is Kill. Edge of Tomorrow is really good. And we're getting a sequel called... Live, Die, Repeat, and Repeat? Please, no. (laughs) God. No. Because Edge of Tomorrow was renamed... Went for its DVD release. That's to the be, first time I've ever seen that happen. Yeah, me too. It was so it was all you need is kill. Then when it was at Comic Con, they were like, "Oh no, it's now Edge of Tomorrow." And then when it was released on DVD, live, it was die, Live repeat. Die Repeat Edge of Tomorrow. Live colon. Die, <laughs> colon uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Live Die Repeat was the tagline for the movie. Yeah, it's weird. So that really was weird. Yeah, dude, that the whole because the movie didn't do very well. It's a good movie, but it wasn't marketed very well because they didn't know like what to do with it. And it's like really good. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Tom doing Cruise. well enough to get a sequel. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. That's true. Weird, all right. But yeah, it was so weird. The DVD release was lived was the tagline as the title. And I then wonder, Colon Edge Tomorrow. Oh, man. I haven't looked at it since it came out. I wonder like if it's on like Netflix or something, what they call it. Oh, I don't know. Yeah. Guess we'll never know. We don't have the internet. Bye. Um, should we get into uh, bread and butter, or does anyone else want to say something before we move on? I played Red Dead Redemption and Sniper Warrior Elite 3 on the PS Now service because they were available because I got a free seven-day uh, trial. How were they? They were fine. How, how Red Dead's they? great. And sniper wart is you can shoot dudes in the in the balls and it's and it shows like the like the the skeletal skeletal model of like their balls breaking. That's so gross. It's gross, but like it's like you shoot them in the head, and, like you see the bullet go through, and like it like shows like the part of the brain exploding. And it's like it's gory and graphic, and I love it. You can kill Hitler in that game. It's great. Ooh, oh, I like that. It's awesome. Okay. What do we say about Jane Fonda and Hitler? Oh, oh. no, Jane Fonda was a she was a counterculture uh, uh, protester right, in and, Vietnam, and, and bikers really hate her because yeah. of that. Yeah. And they said, "We'll forgive Jane, Fo- Jane Foster, there's, there's Jane Fonda when when the Jews forgive Hitler." I'm like, "Hold up, there, Hold there's on. a there's a patch in the biker world. If you go to biker rallies or or like um, <laughs> um, pop biker shops that have these homemade patches, you'll see a patch. Sometimes it's Snoopy flip giving the bird mm. like a side who's Snoopy flipping him off, saying, "I'll forgive Jane Fonda when the Jews forgive Hitler." It's terrible. Bikers. So uh, it's not really. If you go to a biker bar, uh, you know, you know, dartboards. It, it's a picture of Jane Fonda posted on the dartboard, and they just throw darts at her. Probably I mean, that's not, not. That's not but... Jane Fonda didn't kill six million Jews. No, She's it's gonna, weird. She was in Monster in Law with Jennifer Lopez, though. So that's oh, just fair. Bad, if not fair. Worse. Uh, Sparks. Any, anyone uh, before we move on? We saw Digimon, Brandon. We did see Digimon. Unfortunately, we'll have to wait because I don't have a lot to talk about that one. I know. Sparks, you got anything to move on before we move on? I don't think I do. All right, well, then. Fine, then. Let's get into some bread and butter. Ooh. Gotta work, gotta work, gotta work, gotta work. All right, <laughs> some bread and butter, not some God of War. <laughs> God, Ben. Kratos War? doesn't eat carbs. All right, so uh, probably not. Have you seen that? He's dude? ripped. He's ripped. He's still got the scar from the I know, game. I love that so much. Oh, it's so good. That's what, real quick, when, when this game was announced, they're like, it's not the same Kratos, blah, blah, blah. And like, look at him. What are you talking about? Of course, it's the He's same Kratos. He's got all the scars yeah. from the first He just games. has a beautiful Logan beard. I know. Yeah, he, I mean, he had a he had a little thing. A little soul <laughs> patch or something. It was like a Trust. really weird for goatee. No, anyway, anyway. Bread and butter, let's go. So, we're going to start with some comics, mostly <laughs> DC. Oh. Bless the Lord. What the fudge? <laughs> Apologies. No, it's cool. Scared, yep. scared me like it scared the audience. <laughs> all right. So, starting with some DC comics. Uh, DC has removed all the digital codes. It's finally happened. Yeah. Their good streak has finally ended. This is weird. It's. I mean, it has not. It's never affected me because I don't really care about the digital codes. No. But like Ryan, I know it's, you. I, I Mar- So yeah, Marvel did this uh, like last year where they took away the free digital codes and they still kept the price at the at the at the three ninety nine or whatever. Yeah. That was the reason they upped the price. Like, hey, we'll give you a free digital code and it's a little more expensive. Or DC, you can choose two ninety nine or three ninety nine with the code. Now they're just making their books three ninety nine and they're dropping the code. So right. So that's the other bit of news is that DC has raised some of their biweekly titles to three ninety nine. Now the originally their monthly titles, there's the one a month titles were going to be three ninety nine. 
Uh, the New Age of Heroes titles were the only monthly titles that were two ninety nine. Yes. Now, uh, and whenever a book went from two ninety nine, went from uh, like Aquaman went from uh, biweekly to monthly. Mm-hmm. Uh, it went from two ninety nine to three ninety nine, and that's 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 okay because bi weekly bi weekly is two ninety nine. Yeah. Well, now the other bit of news is that DC has raised the price of some of their titles uh, from two ninety nine, the bi weekly titles to three ninety nine, and those titles are Flash, Wonder Woman, and Batman. Yeah. Starting at issue fifty, they will all be three ninety nine. Still, though, bi weekly. I don't like it. Now that does leave all of their New Age of Heroes, Detective Comics, Green Lanterns, Hal Jordan, the Green Lantern Corps, and and Harley Quinn still at the two ninety nine price point. I wouldn't be surprised if that changes in the next couple of months. Yeah, me too. Uh, so people on Twitter, because I've been, I've been, I'm, I'm mad about this because this is DC. We're supposed they're holding the line at two ninety nine. They were the good guys. Uh, a lot of people are saying on Twitter that this was never going to be a uh, uh, thing that was always that was always going to be around. Like they did it for as long as they could until it started to hurt them. And I don't know if they're financially not in good spots. I think they would be because Rebirth has been killing it. But that's the thing. Comics are just not in a good spot. That's true. Just line-wide, comics yeah. are not in good spots. Yeah. And I, I get it. Three ninety-nine has to be the price that that you sell comics. The two ninety-nine thing was like, it's, it's movie pass going down to, to nine ninety-five. It's like, yeah. can you do that? Are you, like, isn't that going to like, and it completely lasted, wreck it lasted you? over a year, which is, which is good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. I mean, we got like 50 issues of a lot of comics. Yeah, that's really good. But like, it's 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 if they if they were keeping the digital codes and raising the prices, that's a different thing. But they're they're getting rid of the free codes. Like I don't understand it. I don't. It's free. There's no. They're not losing any money giving you a digital copy. That's free. I don't get it. I think probably. No, that is a little weird. There's no people, reason. If you, not if you buy it physically, you're going to already you're going to not buy it digitally. Exactly. So that it's right. not double. It doesn't dipping. make sense to me. Like it, unless there's some like actual financial reasoning that wasn't explained. Uh, this seems like a, just a bad move. Yeah, Sparks. What do you think? No, I completely agree with Ryan. I don't understand why they're doing it. Doesn't make any sense, and I don't think that biweekly titles should have increased the price. I agree I think with that. Was that a bad that's call. messed up. That's man. that's the bit that I'm because the digital code doesn't affect me. But this one is like, uh, hold on. Coincidentally, I'm not reading any of these and all the other titles. <laughs> yeah, right. But still, it it's no, thank you. This is not a good idea, especially because. Before the two ninety nine tri- biweekly tricked you into spending from four dollars, you're spending six dollars a month on a comic book. Yeah, then that but it's two ninety nine every two weeks, so you kind of justify it. Now you're spending eight dollars yeah. co- every month for a comic book, and like you know, uh, that's a prestige comic right there. Like that's two, a, that's two, the two, price like, point of a prestige. Comic. Listen, like two, we're ma- like we're making a, deal, a big deal about like a dollar or two dollars, but like when you buy a lot of books, like this, it adds up. Uh, this is the thing. This is affecting the people like us who have a pull list, yeah. who buy. Uh, forty or fifty comics a week, Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> no, um, I spent forty or fifty dollars, not forty or fifty comics. Sorry, you're that's right. Like twenty right. comics, but that when you get when you're us, we're pretty much broke. Yep, that extra two dollars. And a comic. I read, I read Batman and, and not Flash and Wonder Woman anymore. But uh, that's like a couple extra bucks, and I guarantee you, we're gonna see more more uh, price. Rate, price yeah, rate. I was actually looking at these. I'm not Detective Comics. I'm dropping after James Cinnian. I'm not reading any of these biweekly books. Yeah. When'd that happen? I don't know, man. Weird. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is this is weird, and yeah. I'm not crazy about it. Uh, I yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah. Well, who knows? Um, it's a disappointing time. Did you have something to say about this? Boo! All right. And then DC, was, they, were, they were doing so well. I like their stories uh, are still good. Yeah, of course they are. And like, it, this isn't gonna like make me stop. Their reading new comics. Justice League line looks incredible. Yes. Speaking of though, they also just announced. So Scott Snyder has decided to like hardcore do the Super Friends. Yeah. <laughs> He's doing. He loves the '60s. He's doing the Hall of Justice, and now he just introduced the Legion of Doom, which, uh, as far as the article has read, and I can't, my own memory doesn't realize this, 
Um, there has never been an in-continuity Legion of Doom. It's always been out of continuity, um, if it is in the comics. But they've introduced the Legion of Doom in the new Justice League comics, Scott Snyder, um, which will consist of Lex Luthor, Joker, Black Manta, Gorilla Grodd, Cheetah, and Sinestro. It's very classic. Meanwhile, the Legion <laughs> of Doom. Yeah, nice. right. That's good. I really want the Swamp. Uh, I like that. The, the, the Swamp Dome. The Swamp Dome. Yeah. Uh, kind of like how it was in Justice League Doom, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Joker surprises me on this one. Lex Luthor surprises me because they're just like, well, he's a spat again. No, Lex Luthor. Oh, actually, right. he's been a superhero he for was. years. Yeah, he had like a Superman suit. He was himself, Superman. Right? <laughs> so actually, about that, yeah. Lex Luthor, and, and the pages of Action Comics and Superman, and, and the, Lex Luthor has kind of been like done with being Superman, like he's after what happened in Superman with Imperius Lex, yeah, um, <clears throat> where he was on uh, on uh, Apocalypse, uh, yep. he was just kind of like, no, this is he's just like I'm, I'm not be, doing I'm this anymore. Be mean again? Um, well, okay, so, so so Scott Snyder talked about uh, just Lex Luthor's, you know, change of allegiance. Um, no Justice is going to the, tell the story of why Luthor decides that maybe he's made a mistake trying to be a hero all this time. What Luther sees is that our nature is bad. Our nature is petty, predatory. We're animals. We're biologically at odds with the system of justice we've created, so why not embrace that? Why not realize that the true heroes here are the Legion of Doom? As a reader, that's the question. Are you going to pick justice or are you going to be, pick doom? I think that's an interesting take, and if you could pull it off, it could be really good. And Yeah, uh, yeah the moral thing. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's the same, the same idea, just on an opposite end. Yeah. Uh, sure, but like... But, Joker's, but the Joker surprised me because he's not a team player. He never been a team player. Exactly, no. and like if Lex is like, it's almost like like a Thanos thing. Like he's trying to, he's gonna, he's doing something evil for the greater good. Yeah, Joker is no no part of that. But also, I just realized this is Justice League Unlimited when they introduced the Injustice League. Was Joker on that? Yeah, weird. He shows up yeah. as the only right. episode yeah. of Justice League where the Joker shows up yeah. because they could because they were running the Batman at the same time. Yeah, which I will never forgive them for running the Batman at the same time because all of Batman's rogues gallery could never appear on Justice League because of it. Mm, that's a shame. Uh, I'm look. I'm really looking forward to this. Still, I um, all these Justice League books look really good. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm, crazy. Yeah, I'm not. And the Justice League books have had no like so Rebirth didn't inject fuel into the Justice League books like it did everything else. No, it's really weird because they put all their eggs into like other baskets and not Justice League. And this is them putting their eggs in the Which Justice I League. I think was a better idea at the yeah. time, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Don't focus. on I think the they Justice were League. waiting for Snyder. Well, because yeah. Um, New Fifty Two started with the Justice League, yeah. So maybe that was like you know maybe we focus on the team on the solo books and wait for the team books. Yeah, you're right. Mm. Yeah. Um, should we move on? No. Okay, Disney. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Were you serious? No. No. Um, Disney. Some Disney news. Star mm. Wars specifically. Uh, we finally know when John Favreau's TV series is going to be set. Twenty million years in the future. Yeah, that's it. There <laughs> you go. Actually, it's Galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. So uh, you. you're right. No, you're right. Yeah, we're Star uh, Wars. Oh my God! That's <laughs> what wow, that means. Wow. <laughs> no, um, John Favreau's show is going to be set seven years after Return of the Jedi. That's my. That's exactly exactly when I want. Me too. Exactly. Me too. I I can dig it. Makes a lot of sense. It makes a lot of sense. With Resistance and and this live action show, thank you. Fill oh, in man. that gap. We're getting out of um the gap between three and four. And thank Resistance goodness. Resistance also is after seven, right? It's yeah. just before. Fu- it's just for eight. So they could have characters come in and out of both shows if they're old enough. Well, I thought Resistance was before 7. No. You're right, 7. 
Yeah. Yeah. What did I say? Yeah. You said before. You said bef- between eight and B- seven. So both and eight. of these take place around the same time, is what I'm saying. Yes. So, so like an it's animated. It's possible for anything to happen between seven and eight. <laughs> yeah, that's true. So like, so you can have an animated character show up in Favreau's show, is what I mean. Uh, if they're old enough. Yeah. Because this is that's if the it's whole... an alien or something. Yeah, this is an alien. If it's a human character, I doubt it. Like, I don't think we'll see Poe Dameron. No. Because he'd be seven years old. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm really like, I'm really like we said when we when we announced Resistance, fill in that gap. I want to know more. Show first me how the order. show me the first order stuff. Show me what the New Republic was like at this time. You know, please, Battlefront didn't give me this. Give me this <laughs> somehow. <laughs> we don't have no details on it. No, um, it'll come out in like no. three years. But that was, I think, pretty interesting. On the other side, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe side, oh, I I feel like uh, Star Wars doing a, the live action television show in that period was inevitable at this point. Yeah, because like, what is there? What is there to mine between? You know, two and three, or three and four. You know, yeah. four well, three one? and four, three and four. I think there still is, but but really not, not with non-important characters. If that makes any sense. Yeah, sure. I like, remember... there's no good stories to do that aren't being done in like comics or something with key characters. Rebels kind of filled that up. Clone Wars kind of filled that up. You don't need to go back there with a live-action TV series. It frankly would have surprised me if they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the original live-action show that was supposed to air on ABC decades ago now um, was going to be set between three and four, uh, but that never went off the ground, obviously. Yeah, right. That was that was before Rebels existed, though, and yeah. before a lot of new things happened, and that made sense then. Yeah, it doesn't make sense now. Like I, once once we knew Jean Favreau's live-action series was happening for sure, I always assumed it's either taking place before Episode Seven and after Episode Six. Or it's taking place pre episode one. It's one of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Ooh. Before episode one is never really never really touched on. And yeah. that's old Republic stuff. Not no. No, that's no. thousands of that's years. 5, yeah, that's five thousand years. I'm yeah. talking about like ten years before Phantom Menace. Yeah, like, that's you know. meh. What's teenage Quagon doing? <laughs> with a this yeah, shitty, no, exactly. with a shitty like, beard you know, that he can't what, grow yet? With a with his no, 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 uh, I mean, like, account. Think about it. You could you could totally do a like really young I mean, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying there is potential to do like a uh, House of Cards, but really young Palpatine getting into the getting into his first position mm. as a representative of Naboo mm. and lining up all his pieces. I'm just saying there's totally the potential of that kind of show that takes place just a little bit before yeah. Phantom Menace. Now, how's sure. pa- Palpatine, uh, Sheev, has he always been evil? Was yeah, it? he's Sith. He's Sith through and through. Through and through. Okay. Like he wasn't like. I mean, like he couldn't have been like a, p- a politician and learn. Well, we don't about... know too much about his backstory because a lot of it has been erased from the new, from the new canon. Do it. But if you know, if the old canon is to be believed, he was raised as a Sith. Okay. Like found by the Sith, he was never raised. He was never trained as a Jedi and then turned. You seem to know a lot about Star Wars, Brandon. Have I ever told you about the tragedy of Darth Plagueis the Wise? That's <laughs> <laughs> a Sith story. <laughs> it's a Sith legend. I love it. Um, Do it. All right, Marvel Cinematic Universe news. Maku. Captain Marvel. She's as strong as the Hulk and twice as pretty. I'm not wrong. Yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. <laughs> uh, has cast Annette Benning. Hulk is a handsome, handsome man. He is. He's got a great jaw. Who got his ass kicked Go ahead. in the last movie? Yeah. Um, uh, has cast Annette Benning. She's amazing. Annette Benning. She's such a good actress. Yeah. Uh, supposedly, and this is just a rumor, not confirmed by Marvel itself. So obviously, take this with a little bit of a grain of salt, but I don't see why not. As uh, Carol Danvers' mother. Mama. So. Yeah. That's cool. So pretty cool. I'm really looking forward to this movie. I, I like period genre pieces, and it pains me to re- to say that because yeah. I was born in the '90s. We, oh, I can't. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait to see some '90s fashion. 
what is 90s fashion. I just oh, want to see uh, 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 a lot of those, plaid. Lo- I want to see those really je- the jeggings. I want to see really long denim and plaid. Yeah, yeah. All denim. All denim, denim sunglasses. You you didn't you didn't say who she's playing, did you? The mama. Uh, I did. Yeah. It's the the rumor is it's Carol Danvers' mother. Okay, but we don't know. We no, don't. we don't know. No, we don't. Okay. Ooh. Um, also on she's Galactus. That's, that's it. what I. There that's, you go. Sorry, sorry. That's what I was checking for. I did. I thought it wasn't official yet. Yeah, it, it's not, it's not official. It's just the 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 tweet literally said, "I hear as Ka- yeah, like oh, right, the bird sure. told me." Uh, but on the other side, Miss Marvel, Ooh. Kamala Khan specifically, hell yeah, uh, has been talked about in the news recently. And now a lot of people have run with this, saying that, "Oh my God, Kevin Feige has confirmed that that Miss Marvel will be in the next phase," and that's not not <laughs> the case, guys. Kevin Feige could literally say any character's name, and it's confirmed. <laughs> yeah. The other thing is, Phase 4 is not set in stone. No. As far as we know, Phase 4 is not set in stone. A time stone. Sure, surely he probably knows what he's doing, but he, he has always said we announce things when the contracts are signed. So, Miss Marvel, Kevin Feige says, Captain Marvel's shooting right now. That's important. That's important because he's focused on Captain Marvel. You know, he, he's very he's very much like we're focused on this movie and this movie and this movie. Um Captain Marvel is shooting right now with Brie Larson. Miss Marvel, which is another character in the comic books, the Muslim hero who is inspired by Captain Marvel, is definitely sort of in the works. We have plans for that once we introduce Captain Marvel. Certainly says that they want to do it, um, and there's, uh, but there's obviously no guarantee that this is going to happen, guys. I know you love Kamala Khan as much Except as you do will. Stephen King, Ben. Oh, so God tell me, damn. what do you think about Miss Marvel? Um, put her in. Yeah, I think introduce her in Captain Marvel too. Yeah. So here's here's my. Although she's inhuman, how do you how do you do that? She can still be inhuman. Can she? Yeah. What yeah. Why the, not? What about this next news? Well, the Inhumans is canceled. Good. What does uh, that have to do with the movies? Well, I mean, they'd have to introduce the the Inhumans somehow in the in the movies. Well, I mean, there's no. Would they? I understand. I I know why you're why you're saying that, but I think because Inhumans does take place in the Marvel universe, they there's no reason they can't say the word Inhuman though. You know what I mean? But again. You'd have to. It, I guess it depends on how they would do it. If she just has powers, and then they use that to just kind of be like, "This is an Inhuman." Yeah. But again, the exactly. movie audience has never seen the Inhuman. That's true. Actually, yeah, for the movie no, people, yeah. I, I I know what you're saying, but like, it, it's like what you just said. It's it's for the movie audience. All they have to do is say like people with powers who come up out of nowhere because we don't have mutants and we don't use that word yet. We just call them Inhumans. That's the title we've given. And this them. isn't like an That's X-Men. It. That's this isn't really like, all you. You don't. Yeah, it's not an X-Men situation where you have to like. She was a mutant, so you turn her into a human. She's already inhuman. Yeah. So they kind of already they got it. The way I see her being introduced, honestly, is they won't do this. <clears> I know, but like when Ke- when Captain Marvel shows up in Avengers Four, you see this little girl watching TV, like, oh my god, that hero is so cool. And that's all. And then you could retroactively make that like Peter Parker in Iron Man Two. Mm-hmm. No, but it's it's it takes place in 2018, like Avengers Four. So when Captain Marvel comes, it's a teenage girl watching watching TV. Yeah, like I would, I would love to see Miss Marvel on 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 the screen. I remember oh, yeah. for a while there were the rumors was that ABC was working on a Miss Marvel TV series. And yeah, it assumes not to be the case at this point. Um, I think that the way to go is how to has how they introduce Spider Man to Black Panther in Civil War. Yeah, introduce her, and then if she does, I mean, probably give her an own movie. She she certainly has held the comic book for a long time. She could totally cult the movie. One hundred percent. Um, but I think it's important to introduce her as, Cap- as in the Captain Marvel movie. In the comics, their their stories aren't as intertwined until much later. Uh, but I think for a movie audience, you should definitely like intertwine. Their well, stories she's better. just. I mean, she, yeah. Oh she, wait, she doesn't. Kree, the Cree. Yeah. The Cree experimented on Earthlings and made the Inhumans, right? Yes. Yeah. There you go. You know, this movie is dealing with the Cree Skull War. Yeah. The Cree. You know that yeah. that could be the way to introduce 
the Inhumans to the movie There's, audience because the uh, because of the crate. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. I feel like I feel like it's really easy to address this without it being a kerfuffle. Yeah, yeah. I, especially because especially because I feel like Vision's line, and I know like this is like reading extra into it, but his line in Civil War where he says, "Ever since Tony Stark revealed himself as Iron Man, the amount of like people with special abilities has increased dramatically, and all that, and things with them." And it feels like if you're reading the room, he's talking about more than just the Avengers sure. who are sitting in the room. Yeah. Like, like it's implied that there is more going on in the outside world that we just don't see in the films all the time because a lot of stuff happens. Right. I can see that. Um, well, speaking of Inhumans, Inhumans was canceled by ABC. <laughs> We're all happy about that. I I, uh... I mean, <laughs> I'm shocked for one. I just, oh, I'm absolutely. blown away. How did this happen? Did you ever watch the, the rest of that? No, yeah, God, no. no. <laughs> Neither did I. I uh, it's not like the king of the Inhumans was recently cast in another TV show or something. Who could have guessed this was oh, yeah, on the axe? Uh, I told Brandon on the drive here. I'm probably gonna watch that last episode of Inhumans just to see, just to know like what happens. Are they did they set up anything for the future that's never gonna happen? Like, does Medusa watch. get her? Does Medusa get her hair back? Ryan, it ends with the biggest cliffhanger ever. Yeah, and then they look right into the camera. See you in season two. I would love it. <laughs> and it doesn't happen. And Anson Mount just looks directly in the camera and you he's know, and he I did I did read an article that was kind of a break this is not defensive in humans, but I did read an article breaking down like what the production period was between Iron It was insane and humans yeah. for Scott Buck. And I have to admit, I feel real bad for the guy. He was handed a short stick, dude. He was handed two full shows he had to put through production in less time than you would normally have to put one full series through. And that's tough yeah when like iron fist had bad choreography because he didn't have time for choreography that's all of inhumans there's no time for anything so yeah. like i i do also feel bad for the situation he was given but man it's still really bad those are both really bad shows yeah. Inhumans is worse yeah i will say and I'm, I'm i'm a glutton for punishment and i didn't even finish it yeah yeah that's crazy yeah <clears throat> i mean this was purely an abc problem and i feel real bad that that scott buck's career is probably like forever gone yeah um, I will. I don't know about Forever Gone because Josh Trank is gonna make a, a movie Forever soon. Gone. So I is he really? Yeah, I didn't know. Like a, like it's like a like a low budget uh, like crime movie or something. Yeah, interesting. Um, should we move on? Yes. Ooh. All right. Some miscellaneous news, real quick. Rick and Morty is getting a seventy episode <laughs> Wubba Wubba Dub Dub! series order. Seventy. Seventy episodes. Seventy That's episode insane. order. Holy shit! This That's insane. is unheard of coming from Adult Swim. Yeah, dude. Yeah. This, this is, is the next seven of. seasons, and people have been wondering, like, because they know negotiations have been rough, and like we would have heard news by now. And Dan Harmon and the creators are like, "We're working on it. We're working on it. We're re renegotiating." Blah blah blah. And this is the reason why it took so long. Yeah, and I think, and I think what this was is Adult Swim a knowing this is extremely profitable for them. Oh yeah, <clears throat> but also going. So for the next seventy episodes, we never get to get the blame for why there's no Rick and Morty. Like I don't want to hear it. It's on it's you. It's all on Dan Harmon and, <laughs> and, and the team. Uh, and the team now yeah. it's not on us and i think that's what this was where they're just like look we know we're going to keep this around for a while so we don't want to hear it and anymore. ryan you Here put you up go. a good point 70 episodes reaches into syndication yep after 100 episodes syndication happens and you can give that to whoever you want and make millions of dollars yep it's a good point it's 70 yeah. so exact because i think there's like 30 rick and morty episodes and they're like just we're gonna get that 100 and we're out and we're rich forever you know what i think that's yeah i think that's, and that's the next seven seasons yeah yeah like that's insane. And a movie, wrote man, man, Morty. That was bad. I'm sorry. That was a bad impression. Morty. What was that? I, I was trying to. He was trying to do Rick. I was trying to do Rick, but then I was gonna like, call the other Morty Rick. Ten seasons I, as a movie. Ten seasons and a movie. There you go. All right. 
Moving on to something that actually really crushes me. I'm sorry. What? Moving on. Just Jurassic Park. Oh. So the Jurassic Park ride has been a mainstay uh, since a couple of years after Jurassic Park opened uh, Universal Studios, and I I love ride. that ride. Good ride. I love Jurassic Park. It's been well well documented. However, and that ride's poop. Uh, oh, Sparks, what happened? We're hanging. Oh, I can't hear you, Sparks. Hello, Sparks. <laughs> Just <laughs> boop, boop, boop. Jurassic Park killed Sparks. So the Jurassic that was Park. a good impression of the of the lost call boop, sound. Boop. <laughs> Thank you. Well, this is fun, fun bits behind the scenes. So anyway, uh, the Jurassic Park ride at Universal Studios is going to be closing down come September. No, no. For a redress. No, no, no. Of Jurassic World. Oh, how to I can't wait to know. have Jimmy Fallon talking to me the entire ride. So basically... Can we Oh, my God, no. Hey, you know what? That's you, yeah, come on. You know what's happening. <laughs> you know that thing about the Jurassic, the, the Jurassic World joke about Jimmy Fallon? That's... I mean, that's actually a really good joke. No, if you, yeah. If you've been on the studio tour. Yeah. No, no, no. no I, know, I know it's a good joke. I just really don't like Jimmy Fallon. I feel... It's no, going to turn into those balls, and you're going to roll around on those balls, and Jimmy Fallon's mm-hmm. going to talk to you. So it's essentially going to be a you know what's You know what's great, though, is in Jurassic World, Jimmy Fallon's just as unfunny as he is on the Universal <laughs> Studios tour. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? That's right. actually true. So the the part essentially the ride is going to be the same. Um, it's, just a, it's just a redress. They do this at Disneyland all the time. Yeah. Um, you know when Disneyland opened in 1955? Uh, nothing worked. But at, le- but at least back in when... Um, for Space Mountain, like they have, um, ben, did you not? Yeah, I, I did. Got you the, not catch what I was doing? I got the joke. I got I, the I joke. I like Sparks is a little like, oh no. <laughs> um, actually, funny thing is, he says 1956. Oh, I thought he said 55, but he it opened says, 53. He says, 55. I know he gets the date wrong. I think he, he, says he does get the wrong. He does, he does get the date wrong. It's not important. Yeah, anyway, not important. So, but um, yeah, the re- the redressing thing, I don't like it. Yeah. So the quote specifically is: so the park will have. Quote, never before seen dinosaurs, enhanced Whoa. storytelling, lush sci- scenic design, an entirely new color scheme and uncompromised state-of-the-art technology. I'm thinking, I'm, here's what here's what that says to me. We're going to put holograms. Yeah. We're going to put strobe lights. You know that, that 360 we're going to King Kong dinosaur or whatever, yeah. or Megatron or whatever? We're going to change the T-Rex into an Indominus Rex. 100%. No. 1,000%. Okay, so we know that's not true. The Indominus Rex? I thought that was true. No, no, no. Okay, well, no, there is going to be an Indominus Rex. But if you read... They have a description on the website officially, mm-hmm. and at the end it says, "At the end, because I think they knew people were going to be upset about the T Rex going away. Yeah. At the end of the ride, you are saved by the T Rex from the Indominus. Oh. So the T Rex oh. stays at the end of the ride. So he's a hero now, yeah. <clears throat> like the hero now, we deserve. I'll I'll say two things that that I care about in this. Um, I I watched because uh, I got sentimental. I watched a bunch of Jurassic Park ride videos on youtube and um one of them was the universal studios jurassic park setup have you ever looked at this brandon no i haven't so they have this thing called dino crisis which is awesome because there is a full-on like real looking triceratops that comes out amongst the public and starts eating from the plants that are in the walkway it's awesome it looks amazing and and then you've got people in raptor suits like they have at the raptor encounter at our Universal which Studios, I've seen, which, that's which, cool. which looks which looks pretty neat. But then, while this is happening and the Raptors are kind of circling the Triceratops in the public, there's this gated paddock, and you can look this up on YouTube. There's this gated paddock, and all of a sudden, you see like the whole front side of the Spinosaurus like reaches up from under some plants and everything, and the Spinosaurus looks like it's straight out of the movie. 
because it's full animatronic and it looks exactly like it does in the film. Nice. And so knowing they're capable of that, I'm looking forward to all the di- because I love the Jurassic Park ride. However, I will admit that the dinosaurs look dated. There is hell oh, yeah. 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 So, there is a modern- dinosaur that has drowned. Oh no. <laughs> there is I can yeah, they look dated to modern technology. So I'm looking forward to all the dinosaurs looking better. Sure. The part I'm not excited to lose is I love the classic Jurassic Park ride aesthetic. Yes. The Same. look of the uh the look of the raptor uh cage. Yeah. And when it's all broken out of the look of the boats with the green and yellow and red old try Hammond trying to sell a park theme uh look from the nineties. I prefer that aesthetic. So I hate losing that. But I'd be lying if I said I wasn't excited about better looking dinosaurs. There's a there's a dinosaur. What's the what's the one with the uh the, <clears throat> the Pompadour? Elvis. Um Parasaurolophus. Parasaurolophus. Elvis. Um <laughs> You got what I was going for, right? Dilaposaurus. Yes, you, I did. I did. Parasaurolophus. Um, so he, and then there's Friar Tuck, which is the Pachycephalosaurus. Friar Tuck. <laughs> You're um, like the Ken Napsuck of dinosaurs. <laughs> this is the la- I'm quoting the we're quoting the Lost World. Oh um, no. There, it used to be this I dinosaur. I used to want to be a paleontologist. <laughs> Me too. Same here. So, <laughs> and then I realized that was a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a dinosaur. There's a there's a there's a the Elvis that just comes out of the out of the out of the out of the, out of the, the water. water and will like spray you. Yep. Um, if you're in the first it drowned. If you're, if you're in the <laughs> doesn't work anywhere. <laughs> it does not work. It's last time I was on it, it worked though. Last time I was on Jurassic Park, oh, it worked. It, 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 it fixed it. Lives. Yeah, but the I thing hope, is, I it, hope they fixed it. And here's the thing: the, the, the <laughs> also like things. That obviously, like there's a lot of stuff that doesn't work. Like the car used to come down, like like it doesn't. The car hasn't like, come down in years. Come down in years. And I, also, I get it. and also, like to fix the ride. Then don't don't redress it. But yeah, one of the, one of my big complaints about Jurassic Park is you guys know me. I love the original Jurassic Park ride. Brandon, every time we go to Universal, we have to go on it, even if it's in the dead of November. Did we ever get this wet? Yeah, that was fun, but um, yeah, that like the the Brachiosaurus when you first walk when you first go through the gates and you hear the narration go, "Welcome to Jurassic Park," and then there's that big giant Brachiosaurus and it's going like it's moving all like like a robot. Yeah, it's like there are times where I've been on that ride. It's like, man, they really need to shut this down and like give some give this ride some DLC. These look. God Some awful. downloadable content. <laughs> so TLC. I don't Tender have care. the nostalgia for the ride. I love Jurassic Park the movie. Uh, so I'm actually pretty okay with this. Like, oh yeah, you love you really like Jurassic World. In terms <laughs> of no, Ryan Soul just died. Like Jurassic World. Um, I you don't. But, but I am totally down for seeing better looking dinosaurs. I really, really don't want Jimmy Fallon narrating it. I think that's exactly what's going to be. We're going to be in those domes. Like from the movie, I don't think so. No, I think I think I think they're just. I think it will stay a water ride. You think so? Oh yeah, it could still be a water ride. One hundred percent. I think it'll look like like the thing from. No, I don't think they'll. I don't think they'll try to make it look like the domes. I hope not. I hope you're right, because I think I think that puts that kind of kills the fun of a water ride if you're in a dome. Well, I mean, it would be exposed, but I think they want to have the aesthetic of Jurassic World over Jurassic Park now. No, I know what you mean, but I don't think it'll look like the domes. I hope not. What they do? What they'll do? Probably no Jimmy Fallon. I highly doubt they're going to put Jamie Fallon because he's already part of the studio tour. And even over in Orlando, the only thing that's like Fallonized, forgive the word, <laughs> is the race through, through New York ride. Mm, and that's it. And then you never see him again. Which, I, by the way, that ride? Nah, not that I'd good. be happy with Mr. DNA talking to me all day long, though. Oh, my gosh, yeah. yeah absolutely. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking <laughs> if, if there, anyone is going to be in there, like someone from uh, like the theme park um control or something it's jimmy I'm, buffett <laughs> jimmy buffett is there 
Okay, the narrator. I, w- I would pay good money for that. <laughs> but not, but I don't know who the narration is <laughs> going to be. It's probably going to be some like generic. Um, it's not going to be a generic person. Well, some like Welcome to Jurassic World or something, Wong. something like that. Oh, BD Wong. BD Wong would actually be kind of cool. Yeah. Or who is the new owner? Masrani. The, the extension. Oh yeah, guy. that guy. It, it I could, like that guy. It could be him. Look, but... really, the way that things have been going, it's probably Jeff Goldblum. Actually, yeah. For real. Yep. Yep. I would. Yeah. That I would. That actually buy, made me really excited. I would pay money to sit there in line to do that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's, well, let's... that's what you do at an amusement park. <laughs> you pay to wait. You know what I mean. I'll pay money for day one. All right, let's move into some trailers. <gasps> Ooh. Uh, Trailer from, parks. from one monster movie to the other, The Predator. Shane Black's The Predator. Oh, shit. I didn't see this trailer. Has a, it's has fine. a trailer. Uh, yeah, it's all right. It's not. I don't think it's a good trailer, to be honest. <laughs> I don't think it's a well cut trailer. I think, it's, yeah. I think it's a good teaser. Okay, yeah. I see. Not, I, a, not a good trailer, like a good teaser. Yeah, I'm, it felt like a teaser. I'm so excited for the movie, and because I, I love Shane Black, and. A lot of the acting, or a lot of the, the the actors in it, are like Keegan Michael Key is like it's interesting to see him be like a military buff man. Uh, I didn't really enjoy the trailer, but everything in it is like this is gonna be a good movie. I just I, I want I yeah feel, I really feel it. I really from the director of Iron Man three. Really, the only thing I hated was seeing every comment underneath the trailer be yeah. oh Iron Man three I'm out. Like, yeah, it's not come on. Iron Man guys. three gets a really bad rap, and I don't know why. But also like the because like okay you don't like Iron Man three I get it, but like. Every single time I saw that I did comment, every time. Uh, so uh, it takes place in the suburbs. Okay, uh, and it, it looks like it's a sequel. Yes, yeah, because um, Jake Busey plays the son of his, of Gary Busey, his character. Yeah, oh, man. Yeah, of course he does. A, of course he does. It's a sequel. So far, all the Predator films are connected. That's pretty so cool. Far. I, yeah. I actually quite enjoy that Predators movie. And so far, all the Alien films are connected. <sighs> No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good face for us. I mean, maybe. Maybe. <laughs> We're jury's like, still out. Do you like? Are you? Do you like the Predator movies? Yeah, it's all right. Yeah. I saw the first one with Arnold. I like the first one. Shane Black is one. in that movie. That's amazing. I, I I gotta tell you, my friend told me how he first saw Predator, and I'm like, that is the dopest way to have ever seen Predator. I wish I'd see it that way. And it was he was flipping through channels and didn't know what Predator was, and he just like came in like maybe 10 minutes into the movie and all he thought was like it was Rambo with Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And then all of a sudden crazy things start You happening. see dudes He's get like, like eviscerated what is and this movie people and are like, getting skinned Man, alive. Predator would be amazing if you didn't know what was actually going Same on. Same with uh, From Dust Till Dawn. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. a vampire movie and they didn't market it as a vampire movie so everyone who saw that movie thought it was a gangster movie. That's and great. A, and yeah. a lot of people don't like that movie because they were tricked. <laughs> I think I, this. I think it's gonna be good, but the I, trailer's not great. I think the also I, I really liked the first Alien vs Predator. Yeah, I did too. I'll I'll, I'll agree to that. Same. Yeah. It's Same. Fine. Yeah. Other, other it's than funny that, that we're talking about it. It might come up in the topic later. Ooh. Oh, oh I think I know exactly what you're going to say. Requiem. You do know exactly what I'm going to say. Yeah. Yeah. Requiem is really bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Holy shit. Can we just burn <laughs> Requiem? I didn't even see the Requiem. The only okay. Requiem is really bad. Pred-alien. However. The design of the Predalien is pretty cool. That's, yes, I love that. The Predalien is a great design. I haven't seen it. You know what's kind of hoping for the Predalien to show up in uh, the AVP maze at Universal Studios Hollywood for Horror Nights? I'm sorry, I didn't. Mm, no. You, could do, you do see the Alien Queen, though, then. She's I'm pretty. sorry, you, do you, do you wanted a movie that I haven't seen. Oh. Shut up. <laughs> I love you. Um, Luke Cage Season 2 also dropped a trailer. Heck yeah, dude. Oh, I saw that. This, this is pretty sweet. I love Luke Cage. Looks pretty good. I'm oh. looking forward to this. Luke Cage was... I that, think looked like, like, that looked like some sweet Christmas. 
Yeah. <laughs> I think Luke Cage was my second favorite. Luke Cage is my fa- is uh is my second next to Punisher. I think mine Luke Cage is was my second first. next to Jessica Jones. Luke Cage is my number one for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Once someone pointed out to me that it's basically a streetwise modern black Superman story, I was like, "Dang, yeah. you're right. I love that." I love that. Yeah, man. I'm looking forward. To I love one. and I love and I love just what we've seen in the trailer. I love all the like uh, images of him, like the bulletproof love and and all that. Yeah. Like that's carried on from the rap song that we heard in season one. That like the city loves Luke Cage. Yeah. Yes, I love that. Because like none of our other heroes have that going for them really, and and he does, and that's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's a hero of Harlem, yeah. Yeah. Uh, none of our heroes in, in the Netflix shows. I yeah. Mean. Yeah. Uh, Any more? All right. Do you like Luke Cage, Ben? Dude, oh, when he I... gets decked in that trailer, holy. Oh man. Oh, when Bushmaster. Oh. Yeah. Did you see yeah. the comment from the from the Jessica Jones uh, Twitter account? No. It's like I felt that punch from over here. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then uh, not only that, and then uh, anytime he walks into a room and guys start shooting him with guns, and he's just like. Come on, guys. And then the what, guy. What are we doing? The guy. Was the guy saying? He's like, Boss needs to know we tried. Yeah, Boss yeah. just needs to know we, we tried. We have to know that we tried, right? That's so good. Yeah, yeah. That <laughs> so was good. I, I'm, I'm very excited for Luke Cage season. Same. I, I think that he is. I, I, I really like Jessica Jones, and I really like Daredevil a lot. Has anyone? I think Luke Cage has hit such a perfect, like, perfect little template of what the Netflix shows needed yeah. as far as like this this energy because i think uh it's not that it isn't serious but it's not as like dreary dark as the others i was about to say uh has am i the only person who's watched jessica jones yeah so far I think. yeah okay yeah i haven't that I haven't is gotten to it uh like the punisher is sad and depressing for different reasons but <clears throat> jessica jones is, is like is like a sad alcoholic depressed person and that second season is really sad <laughs> lots of sadness going around so uh luke cage yes. is definitely definitely needed um, yeah. Well, so our topic this week is going to be about um, uh, movie sequels that we want to see. Um, yeah. So to wrap up our news, we have actually movie sequels that are happening. That um, weren't going to get sequels. <laughs> that we didn't think we were going to get perfect sequels. perfect for the podcast. So Tenacious D. Hell, freaking yeah. Yes. Seriously. Who thought, I mean, I'm not surprised necessarily, but I never thought it was going to I didn't think like 12 years later. I yeah. didn't think Tenacious D was going to get a sequel. I saw Pick a Destiny. I'm thinking this is just a good one and done. Yeah, uh, I've been a fan of Tenacious D before I even really knew who Jack Black was. Like, I love their music is so silly and awesome, and Pick a Destiny is so freaking good. I love the Pick a Destiny. And I, it didn't do very well because nobody gives a shit about Tenacious D, but uh, it's getting a sequel, and I'm so excited, dude. So this, this actually came, this news actually dropped a couple of days after Bill and Ted announced there was yes. officially yes. greenlit Bill and Ted number three. Bill has precedent, Theodore Logan. So I'm not going to say that I didn't expect it, just because we kept hearing kind of off and on about it forever. For- how long? It feels Since like it's been I've, six years we've been hearing about it. Yeah, like they've uh, Alex Winter is, is like he's always talking about I, it. I'm glad it's finally like, hey, it's happening. Yeah, because I was getting kind of tired of the back and forth about and, it. And yeah. Keanu yeah. and him did, I think it was Entertainment Weekly or something, but they did like a big expose talking yes. about it. Yeah. Uh, and they have the script ready, and I love the idea because the whole. Have you guys? Has everyone seen? Uh, Bill no. and Ted. Okay, it's yeah. about them. Yeah, I know what it's about. Yeah, they, they saved the world, and this forty years later, they still haven't done it. Yeah. I love that idea so much. Um, and everyone's coming back, so uh, hell yeah, dude. Well, and jo- we have- George Carlin can't come back, sadly. Yes. Damn it, I just made yeah, me really sad. sad. George Carlin's yeah, not coming I back. But uh, uh, besides that, I'm just jazzed. Because Bill and Ted, the first Bill and Ted is one of my favorite movies of so all time. So good, dude. I it's love so, that movie. It's, a, it's so classic. I love it. Um, the other movie 
Uh, actually, something I'm really excited about is Sherlock Holmes 3. Yes. Uh, I yeah. really like the first Sherlock Holmes, and I love, 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 love the second Sherlock Holmes. Sherlock Holmes came of shadows. Came of shadows. We were, I was gabbing to you guys about why I love it so much before we recorded, so I won't actually repeat it. It's a lot. But I love that movie. Jared Harris is Moriarty. Oh, man. Hashtag Jared Harris from Dumbledore. Yeah, it's, please. It's not recast. too late, right? It's recast. It's not Duval. too late. Uh, I'm super stoked for this. It always, like Sparks said, it always felt like the Sherlock Holmes movies were supposed to be a trilogy. Yeah, I, I, I've always anticipated that it would happen. I understand why it's taken a while to get to it because of Downey Jr.'s schedule. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I'm, I'm hopeful that it brings kind of for these films and this version of the characters a sense of closure. Because that was kind of the reason I felt that is because Sherlock Holmes two kind of felt like it ended in a weird place for me. It did, yeah. I think I think you know what I mean. Like like I I think we were in the theater together in the way that the last scene played out. We were kind of like that was a odd. That was a really odd choice. Tagged tagged on ending. That yeah. was a little strange. You mean where um, we thought he died? The question yeah, mark and under he's, the and end. he's actually sitting in the room and it's like oh. And then it, it really does set itself up for a sequel a lot. Yeah. But there hasn't uh, been one. No word if I Drew hope... Pierce or Guy Ritchie will be returning, though. So. Mm. Guy that Pierce, is surprising. Guy, Guy Ritchie is currently directing Aladdin. This would be after Aladdin yeah. if he came back. Yeah. Uh, do we think Tom Holland will have a cameo appearance in it? Well, because he's doing a Fantastic uh, Voyage of Dr. Doolittle also? Yes. I have a feeling that um, Tom, Tom Holland is going to make small, some small appearance in every film dot. Downey's involved <laughs> in from here on out. I have this feeling that might be true. I forgot that Doolittle movie's happening. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know there was a Doolittle movie. Oh, and it's happening. called like an all star cast of all talking animals, baby. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, like... Dr. Doolittle with Eddie Murphy is a remake, right? Yeah. This is a remake. I think I had one of the Richard. old. Was it? I think so. White Man? Yeah. And Jerry Lewis? Yeah. Jerry Lewis. They had the, the, the singer? comedian. Well. I don't think it's that one. Oh, the comedian. Yes, the comedian. Not Great Balls of Fire. Okay, I, I was very confused. Oh, yeah. I think I actually had the original VHS. Oh, oh, I see. Okay, I remember watching it when I was a kid, but for some reason the opening credits were just so stupidly long that we just lost interest. That's old movies. Yeah, uh, more yeah. of a naughty professor kind of guy. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really looking forward to this one. Uh, Hitman's, Hitman's wife. Hit the Hitman's wife. Hitman's wife's bodyguard. Bodyguard. The sequel to Hitman's bodyguard. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought that movie was pretty okay. I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but it's. I will see another movie of it for oh, sure. Oh, yeah. They have great chemistry. Yes. Mm-hmm. I'm totally yeah. down. I do like so, the- Selma, Selma Hayek's character was such a great little she's crazy awesome. woman. She's awesome. She's a kick-ass. I'm so glad that she's going to be a focus in the next one. Yeah, yeah. She was my favorite part of that movie for sure. No, one of my favorite lines from the first one was like, he ruined mother How How do you ruin that? How do, can someone ruin the word mother Yeah. You're whatever. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> um, and John Wick 3 started filming Ryan just for you John Wick 2 is the greatest action movie ever made I love it I'm so excited oh my god well for our topic this week there's no major release so we decided Wait. to do a um, you saw Disobedience didn't you uh, we're not all going to talk about spitting lesbians Jesbians that was a weird movie <laughs> um, no so wasn't there like that new Melissa McCarthy movie isn't that a big release isn't that up our alley oh what yeah called? what's that movie called I don't even called? remember the name what's the, it's the Roddy Dangerfield I'm going back to college movie but uh, it has it has the word party. Life it. at the party. <laughs> there we go. Oh, Thank that's you. It. We totally got it that's on our own it. without there help from go. anyone who's sitting next to us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so we decided to do a uh, a fun little topic, which is it's been a while. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been a while. Has. And uh, I always love doing topics. It's been so. a while. Oh. Thank you. So. Sorry, uh, thank you. Oh no! I just started. I just started singing. Oh, Creed. sorry. It's Creed. It's been a while. Ryan. It's this not is, Creed. It's not. 
What did I say? No. It's been a while. Is it Godsmack? It's been a while. That's not Creed. No. It was. He loves no. Creed. That's um, yeah. No, trust me. That's not Creed. That's uh, it's it's Everclear. that band that sounds like it sounds like Nickelback, but it's not. Oh. It's uh, like Stained or something. I forget. Ryan, this hey, is what's up? <laughs> this is your topic. Yeah. That you came up with. Why don't you introduce I just, it yeah, for I us? Thought it, I thought it'd be fun. Um, so. We live in a era where every other week we get uh, Avengers four, Transformers five, or Spider Man seven, Deadpool two, Deadpool two. So we get so many sequels. Some movies didn't get sequels that might have deserved them. So I thought it'd be fun to uh, what What are some personal movies that you guys really enjoy, or just movies that you thought deserve sequels that never got the chance? Whether it was because uh, nobody saw it, or it's really bad and you just really like it, which is my case for a lot of them. Uh, yeah. Well, why don't you go first then? My first one is called Kroll. What? Kroll, Kroll? is a Kroll. K- With Liam Neeson? Yes. I love you. Yeah. Thank you for knowing <laughs> that it is. Fun fact, in Ready Player One, uh, at the very end, uh, spoilers, I guess, for Ready Player One, when he throws a glaive, it's a spinning thing. It cuts off Irock's arm. Uh-huh. That's the glaive from Kroll. Oh, sweet. That's uh, Kroll, such a weird cut. It's a good cut, right? Uh, Kroll it came out um, a couple years after Star Wars, when everyone was trying to make the next Star Wars. Uh, and it's a fantasy movie with, you know, the hero has to save the princess from the evil monster. But in this case, it's not Darth Vader. It's a literally giant mountain, a giant evil mountain that floats around. And, and like, it's, it's never in the same spot, so no one can ever attack it. It's a giant evil personification of evil in a mountain. And it's awesome. And it kidnaps the princess, and this guy has to go uh, save him. And there's a Cyclops, and it's Liam Neeson's first movie. And it's really bad. And you want a sequel to and this. And I love it. It's like, it's like the most fun fantasy like like swords and sandals uh greek mythology stuff you can ever have uh, and i'd really like to see a silly silly sequel or just like a reboot but like keep it in the same universe like uh like what they were supposed to do with um king conan K- yeah king conan dude that's another movie i would love to see that he still says he's gonna make sure sure run for governor how about you i mean he did no i mean again <laughs> oh <laughs> Hey, who's so running for governor? California? Uh, we know. got. Don't actually <laughs> answer it. <laughs> Let's get political. Yeah, so I think Kroll is an awesome '80s movie uh, that I that I would love to see e- most probably rebooted more than a sequel. Yeah. But uh, uh, it's a lot of fun. It's well, why fun. don't we do it this way? Why don't we go one at a time? Uh, you yeah. you tell yours. Uh, ben, why don't you go next? Really, I, this just came in my head because we got a sequel for it. But then we can do maybe another sequel for it, even though the first sequel wasn't that good of a movie. Wayne's yeah. World. Wayne's World Three. You know what? I think if we can get a Bill and Ted 3, we can get a Wayne's World 3. Yeah. Because I agree. That's like o- Only good. because cause in Wayne's World 1, we have Wayne meeting Cassandra, and Wayne's World 2, him and Cassandra kind of like finally formulate their relationship. Yep. Maybe in Wayne's World 3, it's there's a bit of a time jump where Wayne is like passing on the greatness. Well, they're all like in their 50s now, so. Yeah. Well, maybe it could be like his son trying to make a name for himself. He's like Wayne Jr. or something like that. Wayne Jr. I, I don't know. It's just because. I really like the Wayne's World movies just as much as I love the Bill and Ted movies. Yeah. Even though I know like Wayne's World Two and Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, they're not as good as the first ones. Yes. But they're still good. It's like you know what? If I got nothing else to do, I'll pop it in. I could use. Uh, uh, Mike Myers hasn't had the best couple of years. Uh, yeah. I think he's effectively retired at this point. Uh, oh, he is. He's he's in no no he's that's in, not true. He's, he's in something he's, right now. He's got a film coming out right now, and yeah. he literally just talked about how he has an idea for another Austin Powers. Yeah. Um. Okay, so I could definitely I could definitely use another hey, Austin Powers. That's an idea. Hell yeah, yeah. Dude, yeah I, Austin Powers. I'm down for another Austin. He Powers wants movie. to do he wants to do a new Austin Powers film focused on uh, Doctor Evil being the main character. Okay, that'd be kind of cool. All huh. right. I like I like that Mike Myers. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sparks. Oh, top of my list is definitely John Carter 2 and John Carter yeah. 3. That never happened. We talked about that in the car a little bit. <laughs> that you was know. A, you know. That was my, uh, thing. that was actually my top one too. Yeah. 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 Oh, 100%. Because it's the most obvious, like, 
this should have been a thing because this was supposed to be a thing and it wasn't and it's really dumb that it isn't. He even made title uh, cards for all three films. Oh yeah, no, he had a he had a whole plan that was pulling from the books that was going to go deeper into the Martian lore that was going to Oh, the Badoom. Really mess with the Thern stuff and and show how Mars is kind of a broken system and uh, show more uh, about Mark Strong's character. Uh, 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 so I, I I talked to you about how they should have just called it John Carter of Mars. How much more money do you think it would have made if they added two words to that title? Do you think it would have made a lot uh, more money? Lots. Yeah, I really I really do. The marketing of that film screwed it up. Yeah, it did. Like everything from film. changing the changing the title to changing the trailers, like it messed up. And it didn't help that, that it was like Dude. their most expensive movie ever. Yeah. No, when I saw the trailer for John Carter, I thought, "What is this John Carter? I've never heard of it. I'm like, what is this?" And like that's the thing. If the story was because there were some people who saw it, it as like, "Oh, this is a derivative of Star Wars or whatever." Guess what Star Wars is derivative of? <laughs> John, John Carter. If it, if it had marketed yeah. itself as like the story that inspired the ones you love, yeah, it tried to. It did tried it? to, but it didn't. Yeah, right at the end, but it it wasn't enough. It I wasn't feel like um, Valerian did some of that. It was like, 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 yeah. the, like the uh, like the amazing French comic come to life. And I'm like, yeah. Well, and it's it. it's so clear that uh, Andrew Stanton intended for John Carter to be John Carter of Mars because the sequel titles were Gods of Mars and Warlord of Mars. That's yep. And uh, I, I I just uh, they don't goof. That franchise is like the deadest of dead franchises, unfortunately. It's no, it's not. No, it's not. Really? The rights have been passed away from. Okay, hold on. As far as like John Carter films, no. That version, yes. Sorry, that's what it's I. That's dead. what I mean. That's what I mean. Like the rights the, the, have the been rights, brought back. The rights have been passed away from Disney, and so there is discussion about how they might adapt it. I honestly think that film is now not a great idea. I, I would prefer I don't want to see another John Carter movie that isn't by Andrew Stanton because I thought that was perfect and I don't think it you was, can do it better. It was such a perfect movie. Like absolutely. Like I've watched uh, that movie recently recently and I love that movie. It looks good. It's Yeah. It, it's sounds great. Sounds Oh, I love that movie. Okay. Um It's super bold. Yeah, but it, it's really it was bold. Uh, it was it yeah, it it really paid a lot of tribute to the books. I think if it does have a future it's as some kind of like HBO or Netflix I was gonna show. I going to say a TV show, yeah. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, well, mine is also kind of a really obvious one. Mm. Dread. Yeah. Yeah. Dread's really good, man. And it's such oh, a dang, small Oh, dang. I didn't even think about Dread. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, it is. I don't want to say why it doesn't have a sequel. Dread, to me, was a lot like John Carter. Like, it was, but it had a lower budget, but again, nobody went to see it. Yeah. It wasn't really marketed that well. Uh, it was also marketed as Dread 3D. That's the official title. I think that's yes, really stupid. That was, yeah, 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 you're right. Um, yeah. A really good use of 3D, though. One of the actually good yeah, the, uses. Yeah, the, they had a really incl- clever way to use slow motion. Yeah, like when whenever they really took the drugs or whatever it was called. Yeah, like, that slow-mo. Really slow-mo. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, real quick. Dread's great because like he, he drugs her and then throws her off a yeah. balcony and she dies in slow motion. That's rough. That's a rough way to go. That I remember not not knowing a damn thing about Dread. Brandon Mama. shows me Dread, and I love that movie. And she like explodes in slow motion? Dread is... Based on a comic book of 2080, yep. which is a publisher, um, UK publisher, um, it has a movie originally with Sylvester Stallone, um, but this movie was kind of like we're not going to do any of that. Carl Urban is the perfect dread. Uh, it's about him and Judge Anderson, and the thing is, he had intended to make it a trilogy, like they had always intended to make it a trilogy. Now we're looking at the new TV show coming out, and that could possibly continue the story of the same same sto- uh, the same story or maybe a different story, but. They had initially <laughs> intended to have the third movie specifically be with Judge Death. That's so mm-hmm. cool. And those Ju- are Dark Knight's Dark Knight Metal Batman. <laughs> well, I mean, the Dark Knight Metal characters are based off yeah. of those characters yeah. wholeheartedly. Like Judge Brimstone is 
essentially um, Batman Aries. Ba- yeah. Oh, Judge yeah, yeah. Death is Batman Who Laughs. Yeah. Like, those characters are so weird and awesome. I've read the ju- the Dark Judges comics. They're they come from a parallel world where they had deemed that life was a crime. Life itself so was a crime. Awesome. So they killed the everyone in that world, and they're the only living, quote-unquote, living beings left. Yeah. So they come to our, quote-unquote, our world, and to try to kill everyone there. It's awesome. It's great, and they had intended to do that in a movie, and I would love to have seen it in that kind of grounded style that they've really, they really grounded Dread in. And the fact that they didn't get a sequel really yeah. upsets me. Um, and... I, think I held that hope for like five years. Well, I think we all did. Uh, Carl Urban recently, it was either Carl Urban or somebody else from that movie, basically said uh, Alex Garland, who was the writer, yes. he basically kind of actually directed the movie. He directed the movie, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that was Carl Urban. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I don't know what I would have liked to have seen in the, in the second film, because I'm not that familiar with the, with the 2008 comics. Same. But I would have loved to have seen those characters progress further. That first movie is flawless. It's the American And hopefully, hopefully there's still room for that to happen in the future. Hopefully. I, yeah. yeah. Ryan, you're trying it, to get It could be. Oh. Uh, I'm going a very different route. Dude, where's my car? And the sequel's called, Where's Your Car, Dude? All right. Um, you're going to have to explain this one. <laughs> so Dude, Where's My Car is a early, really bad. early 2000s. Really bad comedy. Uh, so here's the thing about Dude, Where's My Car. It's a stoner comedy where they don't smoke any weed at all throughout the movie because it's PG-13. It's really weird. I think it was edited to be PG-13. I find it really charming. And Sean William Scott and Ashton Kutcher... Just like, like, what does your tattoo, tattoo say? Sweet, what am I, dude? What am I? T-? That's for me. It's the stupid humor that I appreciate and I really enjoy. And I really sure. would like. I, it's. I'm not saying it's a good movie. For me, I want to see a sequel where they still can't find their freaking car 20 years later. <laughs> I, I mean that that could be that could be fun. I don't oh, know if that, that movie you. has an audience anymore. No. Not no. That I, that's why really I don't think that audience. Badly dated. I don't think oh, movie, yeah. that movie had an audience back then. It was me. I was the audience. <laughs> it it did. It did. When yeah, it I came used to out, say it had its audience. that movie was so popular amongst my group of friends. I used to say Shibby, which is what which is like they're oh that's that's cool, dude. Like that movie had it's, had its influence. It's like how the band Sugar Ray had its audience and then it didn't. Yeah. The, the thing <laughs> the thing about that movie is like yeah, like Spark said, it's it's yeah. incredibly dated. Oh yeah. Like the humor in that in that movie. Does not fly today, right? It's not a it's not a Dumb and Dumber getting a sequel situation no. where like you look back on that and it's like comedy classic of its time. No, and, this and is for dumb me, and, dude. Where's my car? Is just kind of like no, I get you, I get you. I'm just analyzing the yeah. Uh, ben, do reboots count or no? No, no. We're gonna say just keep it sequels. Yeah. If you're if you're short on ideas, we can allow it. I think yeah, yeah. Because there is a, there is one thing I want to see rebooted really bad. That's Aragon. Yeah. Oh, fair. Yeah, because yeah, I allow it. I one hundred percent. I absolutely. That was a bad movie adaptation of that book. Oh, god awful! I I can't believe I saw that movie twice. And I, the first time I got out, I was like, you were "No, young. I you like it." I'm trying to justify myself for liking it. I think I still own that. I'm sorry. The movie? Yeah, yeah you do. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you like you come into <laughs> my room every day. I stare <laughs> at it. Who played Who played Brom? I uh, forget. Um, Jeremy Irons. Sir Jeremy Irons. He's a sir, yeah. right? Uh. Man, I was so happy that he was playing Brom, and then. And it was terrible. Not it, him, the movie. No, no, no. He was fine. Everyone else was just ugh. No, but because the, the the inheritance cycle, those four books are actually really good. And they ex- didn't that kid write him when he was like thirteen? Something Did, like that. That's pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, he he was young. Yeah, I thought, that's awesome. He was young, but it's a style of fantasy that's kind of like Lord of the Rings, but at the same time, it's not. It's just a really good story. You got dragons, you got elves, dwarves, the whole nine yards, and 
I, I don't know. Maybe they like reboot it to like maybe a Stars television show, or they maybe do the movies better, yeah. so we can get Inheritance, or we can get um, Eldest, which is the second one where we we see the Red Dragon Thorn, and then we Thor. get Thorn. Oh. There's an N. Mm. I don't. There's just a yeah. lot of there's a lot of cool stuff and a lot of the creatures and monsters, like um Netflix. um Sparks. I, I'm blanking yep. on her name, but the the black girl who becomes queen eventually. Uh, African American. Oh man, I I was lucky to draw them out of my butt. It's been it's been like a decade since I read those. Yeah, I read the first. I one. was lucky to pull Braum out. Come on, <laughs> good luck, good <laughs> and that's job, only because yeah. he was my favorite character. Yeah, and uh, like they never mentioned Galvatorix, the king, the main antagonist in the book. But Galvatron. I hate both of you. We did this at dinner. <laughs> F all of you. <laughs> but no, John Malkovich's character in the movie where you always see. I have a dragon. Yeah. And, oh. but the thing is, God with Torx is supposed to be in the shadows. He's this king that you, his emperor, you never see until the this very end. This sounds a lot like the last Airbender. I was gonna say Avatar because they show the fire prince. Because the fire, we're, the fire prince, the fire, fire lord. When the fire lord <laughs> is just walking, and like everyone in the theater is like, "That's the, that's not the, that's the fire lord." Yeah, oh, uh, man, not say man. Since you bring it up, it's a shame we can't get better films of that. <sighs> yeah, actually, true. I'm okay without that. But but good good point on Aragon, man. I think you're totally right. Yeah. Sparks, your turn then. Oh shoot, that's right. Um, shit, we got huh. Game of Thrones I dragons. Mean, okay, it's uh, bleh. I mean, I kind of don't want it as much anymore because Alan Rickman passed away. But Rickman. And we're and we're kind of getting a TV series <gasps> now, so I guess that's whatever. Galaxy Quest. Yeah. Are we still I, getting the TV I show? Brandon, I think so. I, at last we heard it was still a go, but yeah. it hasn't. No, they're right, no, they're I haven't heard anything about it for a while. Um. I have, ever since uh, around the time the new Star Trek movies came out and Paul came out, I've wanted a Galaxy Quest 2 that handled pop culture the way that Paul does and handled the returning cast from Galaxy Quest 1 kind of living in this post-Comic-Con being popular uh, world, you know, where, where like, everyone's really into them and everyone's, like, I think, like, I, what I'd want is, like, fans kind of figuring out that they actually go to space sometimes, and maybe even that, like, it's a secret that the whole thing is filmed in space now for real. And that's how, like, they've almost put it in office style, but it's real. And they're like, man, it, the show looks so good. Like, all kinds of things you could do like to, that. like, really pull at the strings of what pop culture has become around those things. Because, like, it's just a very different, like, Comic-Con was such a niche thing when Galaxy Quest first came out. Yes. And now it isn't. And I've always wanted a sequel that kind of handled how the ca- how that cast works in that new kind of reality of of how big nerd things are and that they also know that everything out there is real uh real quick doesn't it's been a while since i've seen galaxy quest doesn't it end with them like crash landing to earth and people seeing that they yes but they so, all no, thought they, it was, they thought it was they a they, they thought, thought it was a, special it was a gag they thought it was a special effect because again it's such a small it's not a big comic convention thing it's yeah. such a small gathering for this show and they just thought it was a really good special effect that's thing. right they did okay. not know it was real and they got a new TV show because of it. Except mm-hmm. Brandon thought it was real. Oh yeah, the which is yeah. just the well, yeah. yeah. No, he knew it was real. Yeah. Okay. He yeah. always knew it. Was I actually real. really like that idea. Brandon's a hardcore fan. I really like that idea, of Sparks. I of see like, what you did there. Go like, screw yourself. <laughs> of fil- like, like they actually film the show in space, but everyone just thinks it's it's like real, like on Earth. But yeah, I, I think like that. that would be a lot of fun. Yeah, I agree. I wish that would have happened, but I I also don't want it as much anymore now that Alan wouldn't be part of it. Recommend. Yeah, I feel that. Um, well, my turn again. Uh, I have the A Team. That's an underrated movie. Here's the thing: I really yeah. like that movie. I do too. I really like. I was A-team. a good cast for that movie. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. I don't know if I, if I'd want to see a sequel, 
more than anything, I would love to see that cast just come back. Yeah. Like I thought yeah. the chemistry for that cast was incredible. Liam Neeson, Bradley Cooper, who I always love. Charlotte um, Copley. Um, uh, Rampage, Rampage Jackson. Jackson. Rampage Jackson. Yeah, he's yeah. MMA Rampage guy. Jackson. <laughs> yeah, there was great cast, and I would love to see them return for a sequel to that film. Um, maybe dealing with uh, kind of that um, that um, kind of fugitive for hire thing they were doing in the TV show, mm-hmm. um, where they're yeah. coming into uh, where they're just helping people out like they do in the show, where they just come in they with their van and yeah. we get the we get the famous Mr. T van back again. Uh, and then also dealing with the fact that they're still on the run from the FBI. I pity the fool. Yeah. He hates flying. Yeah. Yeah. You know that he that copyrighted? Yeah, Mr. T copyrighted, could, but you see um, pity. That's why he and, doesn't say it. Yeah, but he has yeah. pity and fool on his knuckles. Oh, yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I would, love to, I would love to see a sequel. I would too. Most, mostly just because of that cast. I, like, I, I fully agree with great. that. I fully agree. I definitely remember yeah. uh, being like, okay, I'll see this movie, and then like super surprised that like, oh, wow, everyone's, like it's their it's like the A team like they're putting on like their game their game faces like Alan Silvestri uh, did the score for that really? film I All believe right. uh, and he uses the dun 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 dun, 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 dun 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 but like I still remember the opening to that movie up until the title card is my favorite opening of any movie ever remind me to again. this day it's when they're all it's when they're all kind of meeting in Mexico right and they um and they're flying the helicopter and the, or like when they see Charlton Copley in the hospital and they get the stitches mm-hmm. uh, it's a lightning bolt and every, like everyone. Uh, the the helicopter stunts are really fun and really cool. I remember that tank, um, that tank thing where like, they tank. have to shoot the tank. The flying the tank, yeah, That's pretty. Silly. But that was that was later. But yeah. and then they um and like uh they're trying they're flying over across they're, they're flying away from the the drug cartel and they're like, what's the plan, boss? What's the plan, boss? Like, there's always a plan, kid. Always a plan. And uh and he goes uh um a r- hammer hammer or whatever and he's like a uh are, just lock on my LZ and he's talking to someone over the radio and then he says uh, General Kuto or whatever his name is uh, you're uh, you're on, you're engaged in unauthorized warfare with American personnel disengage now I was like no 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 you came after me this is on you it's like General I, I repeat you're uh, un, you're um, engaged in unauthorized military warfare against American personnel over American soil as they cross the border <laughs> immediately he's like what oh. and he just gets <laughs> hammered and he just gets like blown out of the sky and it's just American and it's just so like I just got I just got like chills right now and then he takes up the he takes up the, the thing and everyone's like cheering like oh my god oh my god we did it. he takes up the cigars like I love it when a plan comes together oh. and like that was to this day the most exciting opening to any movie I've ever seen yeah yeah I love that opening never seen Snakes on a Plane I hate that movie <laughs> <laughs> speaking of movies I need sequels guys oh no 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 no, 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 no. no we no, don't Snakes on a Train that's what I'm talking Scorpions about Scorpions on a Train I've wasn't that the sci-fi film that no, came out a little bit later it's Snakes on a Train I've, s- yeah. I've actually seen Snakes on a Train so I don't I don't necessarily think this movie really needs a sequel but I I'm taking the approach where Aliens is a horror movie and then a- sorry Alien is a horror movie and then Aliens is a more action thing I said Event Horizon I love I that love, movie I love Event Horizon and I just think the idea of <clears throat> All that shit goes crazy, and like they open a portal to hell, and then like that ship, like whatever happens, like that crew is basically effed, right? So the rescue team has to come, and then they figure out that they fight monsters, like actual monsters, and it's more it's more aliens than alien. Uh, but I just really like the the aesthetic of that film, and I like all the actors, and like so bring back like Sam Neill's like a six year old like Necronomicon monster. That'd be really difficult to do, I think, yeah. because the the event horizon, the whole point of the movie is that the horror wasn't coming from something; it was just coming from the ship. Yes, like the ship was truly haunted, yeah. and like they just like aliens, like they would board the ship, and then crazy shit would happen. But like you somehow up the stakes. But I just I really like 
that that world, and I want more of that. So Ryan, it, it wouldn't. It, I don't. It doesn't doesn't really work as much. Yeah, I don't think it would work a second time. That's the thing. You'd have to you'd have to find a way to like get them into the hell dimension. But I yeah. think that does kind of like. That, that kind of like it's, hurts it's, the idea no, see, of what the, that it's is. Aliens, it's the aliens thing, or like you have the corporate guy going like, "We need to see what's on the other side," because like we need it's uh, it's ours or something. Yeah, but I think I think the whole I think the appeal to Event Horizon that we don't see the Hell Dimension, we only oh, yeah. get the glimpse of what it did to the cat. To I the crew. just want more Lovecraftian horror stuff, sure. in space. <laughs> so Ryan, <laughs> and we don't really get it. And, yeah. and Pandorum, we're not getting a sequel to Pandorum. Pandorum. Yeah, nobody saw Pandorum. That's another uh, 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 sci-fi Pandorum. space movie. I remember Pandorum? I thought it's pretty good. So you just want Doom? Man. I saw Pandorum. Oh shit! I saw Pandorum. Ben Foster's in it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. It's space. Long time space ago. Space dementia. Ah, uh, like have a, I had like you know like one of the zoom in yeah. the background. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, I'll also so I also said uh, the Gray, which is another Liam Neeson movie. Uh, that movie is marketed really badly. That, yes, it is. That movie it makes you think it's a it's a uh, dude fighting a wolf. That literally doesn't happen at all. So I just want a sequel where he's just stranded in the woods for an hour and a half fighting wolves. So uh, the first movie. No, that didn't, they didn't win. They lost. Everyone died, and then Liam Neeson. Even he dies. Dude, spoilers. We, for a movie you've never seen or going <laughs> to see. I'm kidding. So, yeah, they market in the trailer him like bandaging up yeah. like, knives and stuff to fight wolves. That's literally the final scene of the movie. So I think it just starts with him just like, if he did survive, just it's an hour and a half of kicking ass. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's cute. Uh, ben. National Treasure 3. I cannot believe I didn't oh. think about that. That yeah. is a good one. We have to steal mm-hmm. a declaration of independence. Holy crap. Again. Because no, that page, national- what is it, page 62? Page 46. Page 46? Page 46. Tell me what's on page 46. I, I think know. it's page Get 60- former President Bruce Greenwood. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously, that cliffhanger still bugs me to this day because I really enjoy the National Treasure movies. I think I the like, first one. I, I think they're both pretty great. Yeah. Okay. I mean, the second one, not as good, but still good. I, I think the first one, is, I think the first and the second are on par. Yeah, they're really, really good because the first one is a great um, adventure movie. Sean Bean doesn't die. No. Doesn't he? He does not die. I thought he, he falls gets, down the hole. No, he gets arrested. Oh, you're right. Some other um, a henchman falls down the hole and dies. Oh. Um, it's the second movie where the guy, di- where the bad guy dies. I like both those movies a lot. Yeah, both those movies are great, but it ends with that great cliffhanger of, wait, what happened in so-and-so? I don't know what you're talking about. And then it just like cuts uh. to the end of the movie. It's like, there is a cliffhanger. There's an obvious you setup. Know what? You, you, did, you, did get, you did get a sequel. It was Kingsman... No, it wasn't. Circle. Shut up. No, it wasn't. Bruce Green was the president <laughs> in that movie. Ha, ha, ha. No, it wasn't. Uh, you know, I, I'm with you. I They've been kind of talking about it for a while, but I don't think we're ever going to get it. I would you love that You know, Nick Cage, movie. he does everything. He'll do it. I mean, yeah. we've had five Pirates. This is the only thing he wants to do. <laughs> Funny thing is, Jerry Bruckheimer produces these films. So if we have five Pirates movies, how can we can't get a third National Treasure movie? Because they don't like a billion dollars like Pirates does. Uh, That's a good point. Uh, crap good baskets. Point. I forgot about that. Pirates 5, my favorite. Did you just watch... DBZ abridged? No. No, oh, because you've been saying crap baskets a lot lately. I've been saying crap, ba- crap baskets for years. I caught on. It's their 10 year anniversary. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Congrats, sequ- Team Four yep. Star. My sequel idea uh, Dragon Ball Z abridged. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, uh, Sparks? Sparks, Sparks? Your turn? Ooh, okay. Uh, so, any of y'all familiar with a little movie called The Last Action Hero? I am. Yes. It is no. a great yes. movie. Yes. Never seen it. I want a sequel to that. I want a sequel to that where uh, where the kid is grown up and like super super jaded about how reality is. He's like still like way too obsessed with films, and so like he goes back and he starts abusing the power of the ticket oh, to no. like try and alter his reality because like he hates what the real world is because he knows that films can it's be the real. Infinity ticket. 
and Aww. so he kind of he kind of loses he's kind of been jaded through his whole life because of his experiences in the first last action and they're, making, you, and they're making a sequel and, to the movie he goes into so the first time so can you quickly time. explain the band what last action hero is uh, so no, last action I, I'm hero I'm trying to explain it but like it's it's a weird yeah, yeah. no this kid, this kid has a magic movie ticket and he goes into the movie Okay, there you go. Yeah, yeah. he goes into an Arnold Schwarzenegger film, and Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, is Cartoon an Cat. actor in his world, but <laughs> like a famous movie, uh, but but famous movie actor in the real world. But in this movie, he's this great action star, and the action star actually comes out into the real world at one point and is like really put off and confused by Arnold Schwarzenegger and like questions his own existence, and it gets super existential. And what I'd want is ultimately for uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's action star character to have to uh, ultimately track down and stop the kid. He's like because, the Terminator? <laughs> because, because, because the kid is going to like, like really mess up the whole world. And he's like, we need to stay separate because he learned that lesson when he came into the real world that like he belongs in his world and, and not out of it because he doesn't, it, it can really mess with people. And so the kid trying to live through films is not working out. Uh, I really like that. I believe Sylvester Stallone plays the Terminator. Yes, he does. In like a on like a billboard or something. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That's a fun. That's yeah, a, that's inside a fun movie. inside the film world, Sylvester Stallone plays the Terminator. Yeah, that's great. And it was, it was the first time I found out that all uh, TV and movie phone numbers start with five five five. Yep. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Um. All right. Well, we talked about this movie a little bit before in the beginning. Speed Racer. Ooh. <laughs> they had plans for a Speed Racer sequel. That movie did not do well. No, it did not. So yeah. <laughs> Uh, I would have really. There's liked to not it. a lot we need. We need from a sequel, though. Yeah, I mean you're right. I really like that movie, but there is, there is not a lot. I know, like, there is not a lot in the anime series to flesh out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, Racer Y. And the ideal, I mean, you know, the story would be them finding out that Racer X is Rex Racer. Sure. X going to be you know, he's changed racing. What does that mean? It's like, you know, how, what's going to happen? Because Everyone likes motorcycles now. What do they do? Sure. <laughs> um, Car games on motorcycles. I would I would have liked to have seen it because I was reading some of the trivia of, of Speed Racer and the idea that it was intentionally supposed to be a sequel. Wow. Um, and they never did it because that movie bombed hard. Yeah, it did. Too expensive. But I would like to have seen a sequel. Was that the, excuse me, was that the first movie they made after Matrix? I think so. Yes. Yeah, it was. Yes, wow. it was. I remember because then they did V for Vendetta. They didn't direct that. No. They're they producers. Them? No. <gasps> you didn't know that? No. No. They didn't direct it. They produced it. Whoa. It's the same guy who directed Ninja Assassin, which is another underrated classic. I actually like Ninja Assassin. <laughs> I do too. I want to make a video about <laughs> I it. I saw that movie. I actually really liked it. Yeah, it but is. yeah, I remember uh, speed, the marketing for Speed Racer. One of the big things was from the Wachowski brothers. The directors of Matrix Trilogy yeah. come Speed That's Racer. That's why I went to go see it. And my dad, it, my dad and I went to go see because my dad grew up watching Speed Racer. I watched the revival anime Right before uh, yeah, yeah, Robot yeah. Wars on yeah, Nickelodeon, yeah, yeah. Robot Wars, and then when I saw Speed Racer, I walked out of it. I was kind of disappointed with it. Yeah, well, that's okay. Well, you're alone. You are alone. <laughs> Apparently, I just need to rewatch. You're this certainly movie. alone on this show. It's been ten years. I need to rewatch this movie. No, this isn't Ben Ten. <laughs> oh, that's a good one, Ryan. Thanks. Good job, Ryan. All right. So you know, I've heard Ben Magnet. Jeez. I know. I've heard that joke so many times it doesn't phase me anymore. Hey, Ryan, What's your up? turn. I picked um, a little movie that also bombed called Sky Captain and the World of Tomorrow. I love that movie. That movie's awesome. Oh, I that movie wanted, is, that movie so is awesome, dude. I wanted to see it. I never saw it. You should see it. Oh, it that looks movie so good. Ryan's, Ryan's straight up spitting fire dude, over here. Yeah, Sky that, Captain and the World of Tomorrow. That movie is, is awesome, and that is a movie unlike any other movie. It is so, like, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's so 1940s 
and it just looks it looks the style of it is so good. Like it's all it CGI, is. but it looks so good and it has that old it, school aesthetic. It has the the CGI looks really good. These these, these the CGI looks so looks really good because they use the same thing that Speed Racer does. Yeah. They they sh- they they change the aesthetic of the live action to look like it's CGI yeah. also so that it seemingly flows it, it looks like it's all being presented on the screen yeah dude uh, that movie is super awesome um, I, I don't even know what like a sequel could be because like that world is its own crazy thing um, but like man dinosaurs and crazy AI robots I like, know like that movie is so cool that movie yeah, that's right. You never saw it. Nah. Uh, that's another like that's hundred million dollar movie that bombed. Yeah. No, I remember I, one scene. Actually, the, I never had the chance. The thing that really bugs me about that movie bombing is that we never got another movie like it. Yeah. Like the, there was just people no were so scared of it. There was just no market for that m- type of movie. Yeah. Uh, and I think I would actually put. Um, it is like Speed Racer. You're right. Yeah. Like, it is aesthetically like uh, like a lot of people don't like the look of it. I I would actually put um, the Iron Giant in the same category as that film. Yeah, yeah. Both are very like nostalgic. They even look like the Iron Giant yeah, robots. Yeah, they they they're both very yeah. nostalgia fifties sci-fi. It's, it feels like uh like the old school like nineteen thirties serials, but with a hundred million dollar budget. Exactly. Like it's awesome. Exactly. Yeah. Now yeah. you just mentioned a, a movie that I actually wanted a sequel to, The Iron Giant. You got well, it. You got to play one. Oh, so you fast. Oh, just that oh I see what you did there. Yeah. But no, seriously, Brad Bird directing the Iron Giant too, because at the end of Iron Giant, you expect the giant to come back. Do we? I mean, great. Here's we, the thing. Do we need us? Do we want? We, a okay, here the, here's here's my the, thing. I think a sequel to that movie would diminish the first one. Uh, yeah, here's yeah. but here's my reasoning. A sequel to it would be good. Would, I would be fine with. But at the same time, I'm glad we're not getting one, because that movie is just such a beautiful piece of film altogether. Hey man, it took. Uh, Incredibles 15 years to get like a proper sequel. Maybe it'll take 20 for 14. Iron Giant. Yeah. It's 15. Yeah. It's 15. Yeah. But but still, and Iron Giant, it's it's a sequel that I don't think we deserve, 13. but it's one that if they decide to do and they decide to do it right with the same team and they have a really good story for it, then I won't be upset about. Yeah. I'm already upset about it. I I mean, I could always use more Iron Giant, but I don't. That's one where I'm like, I'd be all right without it. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, that's that's a really satisfying movie. Like, you know, I'm I feel like. really fine with the Iron Giant just being a one-hit wonder. See, or a one and done. I say that, but then I think of like Blade Runner 2049 and like how insanely good that movie I is, love and Blade like that Runner movie does not that, deserve that a sequel. movie. That movie inspired this topic. Yeah, for for you, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Blade Runner 2049 was really really good. Hell yeah, dog. Sparks. Ooh. Um, oh, can you say the one I really want to know about? Okay, I was going to say a different one next, but okay. Uh, Alien versus Predator 3. Thank you. Please tell me. Please tell me. <laughs> so so when Alien versus Predator Requiem came out, Brandon oh. and I started like immediately workshopping what we wanted to see out of a sequel, which is that we wanted, because it's kind of teased at the end, we wanted human beings to now have access to the Predator technology, and we wanted to see them kind of expanding into space, trying to be more proactive about being defensive like now that aliens and predators had had a war on Day. earth very publicly resurgence <clears throat> sure i didn't see that um <clears throat> but we wanted them to like uh kind of backwards in a backwards way start building up a uh, wayland and we wanted to see uh yes. wayland whatever it's uh, wayland. We wanted, wayland yeah wayland we want to see wayland uh start taking a a huge like stake in like actually because we also introduced the predators to, we're also introduced to yukani Yutani, Yutani in uh, in that movie. Yeah, Yutani. So we wanted we wanted all of that to kind of come to the forefront, and uh, it kind of be like you know, human beings taking taking things way too far because uh, the predators were just cleaning up a mess. Yeah, you know, like they don't mean to like conquer Earth or anything, but the human beings are taking it that way, and they kind of like take the war 
out to towards the predators and and uh the aliens and and that gets them a little more actively involved and and kind of expand on like the same premises that are in aliens about how like corrupt the governments are mm-hmm. when they start the spreading time, out the space and everything at the time there was a lot of talk about like the predator expanded universe essentially i use oh, the P- I, I i mean i use that term but that's yeah. not what it was but like a lot of the books would explain that the predators to try to like fix the continuity issue of of alien versus predator that they're actually good guys um the idea is that the predators aren't supposed to hunt on earth except on these the people who did the ones who did are rogue predators and that, that that's yeah. what predators predators kind of took that idea and like they're not supposed <laughs> to hunt on earth so they actually take they still <laughs> hunt human beings they still they still kidnap them because like yeah like in avp uh it's like they have to go to like these specific temples to hunt all right like that's like yes. how they go and train basically yeah yeah and then Ridley Scott was like, "Yeah, Prometheus. Or, what if everything you need right. is wrong?" No, I, I, I really like the the idea of exploring like because like predators really seem like they have the better like even though like they'll kill human beings, they have the better set up society and rules. And I really wanted that thematically to be juxtaposed against like human greed and everything in Alien versus Predator Three. And then you can just kind of have the aliens in there for fun because they don't need anything more than just being the aliens. Like trying to create more Cannon story father. behind them is yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of trying to create more story behind them is kind of silly. Hint, hint, Ridley Scott. So, so it would have been rather than even though it would have been Alien versus Predator, it still would have and would have had the aliens in it. It would have been more about uh, uh the humans' response. And again, like the idea for this originally came from Brandon and I talking right after that came out and before Predators existed, but more about humans and predators coming to clashes. And we wanted it to take place like a hundred or something years down the road. We didn't want it to be like. A, you know, a few years later after Alien vs. Predator 2. We wanted, like, things to have developed quite a bit mm-hmm. to go forward with the story. I mean, yeah, the, the essentially Independence Day Resurgence, though. And, 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 and I, I also, I also think it would be cool to see, like, the humans trying already, like, because you're not going to get this in the Alien universe. You never will. I, I think in Alien vs. Predator, it would be cool if human beings were trying to do and actually successful in some way to what they're trying to do, they always are trying to do in the Alien movies, which is weaponizing the aliens. Like finding a way to like, ooh, if we put them inside of this species, they're really like great and hostile. Let's just dive bomb drop them on predator planets and see how they like. Oh, it that's the what predators. Thanos They're did. like, dude, that's real messed up. Yeah, dude, that's like real messed up. So I mean, like, I there, I think there's a lot of room to explore. It'll never happen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I've played a lot of the AVP games. Um, and they always they're never just about. <clears throat> Uh, aliens or predators like humans are always like there's always three factions you can choose which faction you want and the other stories right. they all lead up together it's not like uh, you have you have to bring in the predators because it's AVP or whatever so like I, I like that idea of yours you can focus on the humans and the predators and still have aliens but it's not an aliens movie I like mm-hmm. yeah I like that one too I mean I partially came up with it so yeah, <laughs> you, did. Idea. you did um, so is, correct me if I'm wrong is Nightmare Before Christmas getting a sequel no no, wasn't wasn't there no. talk? I hope not. There is no. a video game that is a sequel story to the film. Oogie Boogie's Revenge. I could have sworn I heard talk. I hope nope. not. God. No, that... there is no there is no sequel happening at this moment. Good. All right, well, I guess Night Before Christmas. Do you want to no. see that? No, no. I mean, there's there's here's the thing though. I'm not a big fan of Night Before Christmas. It's but you want a sequel? Do you want a sequel though? I love it. It's an interesting film. Yeah, I love it. And I think that there's places for it to go with the different doors and the different holidays like maybe not may, here's the thing you don't need to have it be jack 
True. You, you can have just have it be a stop motion weird film of a holiday changing into another holiday. It doesn't need Easter to be the holiday, the Halloween people finding another holiday. You know, you can have the Easter Bunny jump into St. Patrick's Day. That would be funny. <laughs> but, then, but then you can't call it the Nightmare Before Christmas. No, you don't. Yeah. Then how many times? How many times have sequels been I feel set like, in the same world? But yeah, I feel like I feel like you you're right that there is like room to explore other things, but at the same time, like the ultimate point of Nightmare Before Christmas is still to tell what every Christmas movie story does, which is like a lesson about Christmas. Mm-hmm. And so like you almost have to do that exact same thing, even if it's relating to a different holiday or different holidays. It, it, that, that's the only reason that movie has like thematic meaning or value. Yeah. You, right. you smart. You smart. I, I mean, I'm just saying like, I don't have know, a, it'd, be hard, it'd be hard to do another story about holidays without them having to learn about a lesson probably specifically from Christmas. I mean, I guess there's really not a whole lot of now, movies. Now, I get holidays. Like, now, like Turkey. Holidays, <laughs> holidays I get movies. That's yeah, the one. G- granted, you could, if you wanted to, if you really found the way, you could r- run with an idea about Halloween and make it more Halloween-centric, where Halloween allows people to become the people they wish they were the most, like the whole idea of them getting dressed up in costumes and everything, yeah. and Halloween Town characters kind of having to come to grips with like what it actually means to human beings. Here's what I could see. Through maybe the eyes of a different holiday coming in. Yeah. I don't know. So, but so, that, hmm. that could be interesting. So kind of off that idea, I like maybe... Like so, like Halloween is is a holiday. Like people like it. Like obviously, it has a has a spot in the circle of trees and whatever. It's a holiday. Holidays. Uh, what if all the other holidays don't think Halloween is a good one because they tried to kidnap Christmas and so like the turkey and the Easter bunny all go and like try to like thwart Halloween, but then they learn Halloween is just as important as Christmases. I like that in your world. There is the mascot of like there's a turkey that runs yeah Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah. town yeah. Santa Claus runs Santa Town a pumpkin runs Pumpkin Town like uh, I just, giant turkey is cooked and everything I just really like that <laughs> that image is yeah. just funny to me that's exactly wow what it's okay work. I love it uh, Ryan go ahead uh <laughs> again guys this is for me I wrote Killer Clowns from Outer Space that that movie <laughs> listen. That, that man, m- I thought I was reaching for straws no, of my listen, nightmare before that movie, Christmas that sequel. That movie, that movie is. It's not a great movie. It's very inventive. It is extremely inventive with the way it kills people using using popcorn that, that like kills people and cotton candy that kills people. All these super silly things, and it's like an asylum movie. I if Asylum wanted to make a sequel to it that went straight to DVD, you can lick your lips as much as you want. It's great. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm playing <laughs> with my, my, my mustache. Uh, I, I I don't often this have isn't one. This is actually like I'm dying to see this movie. But if somebody told me they're making another Killer Clowns from Outer Space, I would be in line to see it because I I love I love uh, Jesbian movies as much as I do Killer Clown movies, my friend. I like it all. I'm just not going to explain <laughs> the context of that joke. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to let that one sit. Let it slide. Uh, ben? You know, I might be reaching for straws here, but this is a Disney movie that I think does deserve a sequel and deserves more recognition in the Disney pantheon. Mm-hmm. Treasure Planet. Yeah. Mm. I think it's good. Would you base it off a second of another uh, Robert Louis Stevenson book? Possibly. And maybe have um, the main character become like an admiral in the Navy or something. Space Navy. Space Navy, yeah, like the Space Navy. But the thing is, Treasure Planet as itself, I love that movie. That movie is really, really, it truly is. I've watched it in a while. I like that one a lot. It truly is an underrated movie. And I know Disney and sequels, they really, they kind of go together like uh, puppies and fire ants. But um, my puppy loves fire ants. Also, there's a ton of Disney sequels. Well, I'm talking about Disney animated sequels. Yeah, there's a ton of those. Yeah, they're, they're all straight to VHS. No, ones DVD. that are actually dedicated to being in theaters, not yeah. the straight yeah. DVD. Yeah, like crap. the like the rescues down under. That's excuse better. Excuse me, excuse me. I 
Lion King one and a half and Lion King two are not crap. Dude, dude, you know I agree with you. The Aladdin three one isn't bad either, but Aladdin like great. the majority, the majority of straight to DVD animated Disney films are not great. Right, cough, cough, fair. Mulan two. Real quick, we missed it in the news. Mulan is gonna ha- is gonna cost almost as much as Infinity Wars. <laughs> oh shit! It has like a three hundred million dollar budget. Oh shit! That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, but um, but essentially for Treasure Planet for Treasure Planet two, I want it done the same way like Rescuers Down Under was done, where more it, than. Go ahead. No, no, that, that's pretty much my that's my only thought. More than I'd want a Treasure Planet two because I don't. I well, I mean, a, they're not going to do it because it didn't make enough money and it's not loved enough. Yeah. More than I'd want that. No, no, no. More than I'd want that uh, because I don't think a story is necessarily there, obviously, for them to do. Uh, I want them to do when they get cocky enough about how much money they can make. <laughs> I want them to uh, make a live action adaptation of Treasure Planet. Okay, because, that'd be nuts, dude. Oh, because yeah. I think that Disney could eventually just start making live action adaptations of their Disney anime films that didn't do so well, but were pretty good, like Atlantis and Treasure Planet. And I'd rather see a live action Treasure Planet than a Treasure Planet two anime. See, I yeah. I, I love Atlantis. I so Atlantis, Atlantis has a sequel. Straight it was a, straight to DVD. Yeah, it was actually the first three episodes of a proposed TV series that the company yeah that doesn't together. really. Oh, it's interesting. That doesn't really count because of that. It was going to go through different mythologies and see how Atlantis actually is. uh, A lot of the the mythologies are like just Atlantean tech and things like that. Atlantis, however, also another really great Disney movie that's underrated. Yeah, I love that movie. Uh, Sparks, your turn again. Hey, y'all heard of a movie called Chronicle? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Yeah. It's real good. Too bad I uh, I wanted wanted a sequel to Chronicle. Yeah. And I wanted it to be based around. Still doing the uh, the the same camera stuff, but like uh, entirely comprised of like people reacting to the revelation of uh, I forget the main character's name at the end, but the guy now kind of becoming this superhero to the world, almost Superman esque. I wanted to essentially be a film version of Superman for all seasons, nice. where it's kind of like going yeah, around and been... talking to civilians and talking to individuals, talk about you know like a documentary uh, what they think yeah. or like what kind of inspiration he is. Yeah, yeah, and it uses like you know security cam footage of all the like things he does to save people and things like that and i i think that would be an awesome yeah he's he's, done, right? he's you've been advocating this for a long time you even tweeted max landis that sounds that sounds awesome i did yeah i yeah. did i did tweet max landis i thought that uh, chronicle 2 should be a basically for all seasons film um i that's one of my favorite superman comics i think chronicle had a perfect setup to tell that kind of story and i would love to see that in a in a sequel to chronicle so yeah that's yep good one um all right well i got an, i actually have a prequel I'll allow it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'll allow it. Krampus. I will not. Prequel to Krampus? Mm. Prequel to Krampus. Now, here's the thing. Mm. I think the movie's kind of fun. I like the movie. Yeah. Um, however, it is not the Krampus movie I want. This prequel would be <laughs> set in a like, horror movie set in the 1800s. The bitch. Uh, early 1800s. And uh, it's, a, it's a small Germanic town being uh, uh, terrorized by the Krampus. And I think... Again, I just really like period settings, uh, especially when it comes to genre. And I think that character, it could be a lot of fun to just have that, the setting essentially where it originated. Mm-hmm. Um, like maybe that. even maybe even earlier, but I think early 1800s is probably early enough. Excuse me. Here's, here's. I, I like that idea. I got a better one. What if it's Krampus versus Santa Claus? They already made that movie. It's called a, a, Krampus story? a Christmas Horror Story. There you go. And uh, my brother is downloading it right now. I'm going to watch it when I get home. I hope Krampus has a suplex on Santa. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I can't. I was trailer for that. Gives him a gives him a big old elbow drop. Anyway, like I think I just think that there's a lot of potential in a Krampus story, in like a, a hardcore Krampus story, and I think it would be a lot of fun to see it as a period piece. Yeah, um, I agree. So this is Ryan. the last one. Oh, sorry. Uh, oh no, I have another one before my last one. Uh, I wrote Ferris Bueller because Ferris Bueller is a character who he wants, is. That's factually he, correct. He's factually a character who is just wants to have the most fun. He wants to have the best day in the world. He's like the coolest kid in school, but everyone grows up. I want to see Ferris Bueller twenty years from now when he's raising a kid and his kid is super boring. And Ferris, I is feel like, like you want to see a lot of people like twenty years down the road. I do. I really like, do. <laughs> I really do. Like, dude, like Force Awakens has like done this to me. Re- like, revivals, just, just, revivals, revivals are a thing right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, have uh, uh, have Ferris Bueller like all right? Like I had my one great day like twenty five years ago, and like y- you're kind of lame, son. Like you need to be cool like me. And he takes him and he like has like the greatest day of his life. Is this still Matthew Broderick? Yeah. All right. Heck yeah. You know what? Of course Ferris, it is. Ferris Bueller's one of my favorite movies. I will allow it. He Cameron's like retired and like Cameron does not want to hang out with Ferris, but Ferris is like Cameron, come on Cameron. And he's like, <laughs> no, Ferris, no, no, damn it, and he ends up going anyway because that's what he does. I love it. Bring them all back. I, Bring them all back. I I have I have one very similar, and I just want to mention it here because I don't really want to talk about it very long. Yeah. But I'll just say. I want a sequel to Jingle All the Way, where it's you know twenty years or so down the line <laughs> or whatever, and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is now a grandpa, and his son is not very good at uh, you know paying do attention you, to his do kids. Do you continue so, with Jake Lloyd or do you recast? Oh, you recast. Um, <laughs> no, give Jake Lloyd too. And no, and uh, and so his son's like really bad at like taking care of his kids and everything, and so he's like, yeah, he keeps wanting this one thing for Christmas, and and like. Arnold straight up like just turns to his wife and he's like, I'm going to get him this gift. And like, he just like hardcore, like go as heavy as possible yeah. over, over the top ridiculous him hunting down this gift because he wants to make his son look like a better dad. That's to awesome. his kids. Sinbad comes back to you, right? Yeah. I th- yeah. Straight up. Hell I yeah. think just be as insane as you want to be. I'm cool. Anyway, with that. I didn't I'm really want to talk about that that long. So just saying it's very similar. Hold on. Ben. No, I thought of this earlier when um this guy was talking about um Event Horizon or that space movie with hell in it. Yeah. Yeah. Event Horizon. Event Horizon. You've never seen it? No, I've never seen it. You'd love it. But maybe it could be like a, what Incredible Hulk did to Hulk. It could be a sequel slash reboot so, sort of thing. But uh, Doom. After we got the 2016 Doom. That, me- that needs a and, reboot more than a reboot. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it, needs a, it needs a reboot, but after the 2016 game and with how great action movies are with the current John Wick films, oh, yeah. I think we can, and the bombastic sci-fi stuff we've been getting, I think we can make a... Do you bring back Carl Urban? I don't. Well, I've never seen the original Doom. No. I just don't suck. Then you cannot say you want a sequel to Doom, sir. I want a, be- no, gonna, I want a better Doom. That's what I want, I'm and I got it. You- I'm going to tell you that I don't think there is a good market for a film version of Doom that would actually be Doom-worthy until there is a good market for a true-to-ghostwriter ghostwriter movie, which there isn't. Absolutely. Okay, mm-hmm. I can live with that. Yeah. I would Unless love to you're see willing to writer. actually commit and do it the way it should be done, there is no reason to make another Doom movie. So the reason that Doom movie is terrible, not just because like it's, it's a bad movie and it's badly written, uh, they completely remove all the hell from it, and it's about mutations and genetic editing and stupid rampage shit. That movie's bad. <laughs> I just I, I don't fun, think I that we with it. I I don't think we have a an open minded enough general audience for a Doom movie to actually be done well. Well, yeah, I, I'm gonna counter because it's pretty simple. Like you're just a dude shooting aliens. No, 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 no. I know. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking shooting about like demons on Mars. That's a, a general that's audience. Think about the Doom video game. I don't think we have a general audience that's interested in nothing, wanting to go watch that much of that. 
in a movie. Certainly not with the budget that they would need to put onto it to make it good. Yeah. Cause, yeah. yeah, it's not really. Yeah, you'd have to like really think of a story because there's n- there's not a main character like nobody. You never speak. He never speaks. It's yeah. kind of like Hardcore Henry. Yeah, yeah. Well, that never, movie did not work. No, no, it didn't. It had. Yeah, it was, it was an interesting experiment, scenes. but that movie was. I, I didn't hate it. I get the because like because that's the thing because because that's the thing is like there isn't enough of a story like for a film from a Doom game. I mean, like you can you can pull it out, but it's it, you got to really flesh it out. You got to make it and work they, for and a they film because it works for a video game and not for a film. And and there is more material for Ghost Rider. Oh, hell yeah. And I still don't think we're in a place where the general going audience will actually be in a you know perceived by the studios to get what Ghost Rider really should be. Um, uh, Ghost Rider on Shield. While that's not really like the biggest, most popular show, a lot of people liked that Ghost Rider stuff. I did not. They did. Very they did. I know that. you didn't. But that's but that's not Johnny Blaze going to hell and everything, which is what I'm talking about yeah. when I'm relating it to Doom. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you're talking about literally like yeah, like Jason Aaron's run. Okay. Yes, I'm talking about like literally like the hardcore stuff because that's, that's stuff. what I why I'm comparing it to Doom, and I don't think general audiences are ready for that, and that has good stuff. Now I know what you're talking about, and I 100 percent agree. Uh, all right, Sparks, your turn. Ooh, okay. And how um, many more do you have? Because I'm on my last. I have a few, but uh, I can I can like ricochet a few of them because I don't need to delve into sure, ideas. Go ahead. Them. Uh, this one is one. Oh man. Okay, so I. I really do want this. I, 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 I really want it. I want another Muppets movie. Um, and uh, oh, I mean, yeah. I'm sure we'll get one eventually, but I want, I want another Muppets movie and I want it to focus on, I want it to focus on uh, Fozzie Bear in modern day, not being able to find a place within the Muppets. I, he's, he himself is starting to feel like the butt of all of the jokes and that he, he doesn't actually land in any way with, uh, entertaining with the Muppets and he actually ha- goes on like a cross country road trip visiting all of these many different comedians trying to find a way to change his act to be genuinely funny again and uh, Walter goes with him and Walter kind of like tries to help Fozzie recognize that he's he what is so great about him in the Muppets as it is and like the Muppets uh, are still doing shows but Fozzie isn't there and there there's something missing an element missing and it's not working and I think it'd be a great way to work in so many comedic celebrity cameos and and I there's never been a movie about Fozzie and I feel like there is just rife potential for Fozzie as the clown character to be to be fully fleshed out in like his own sense of not belonging do you recast Kermit I mean, I wouldn't, but they already have, so what <laughs> choice do I That's what I mean. Yeah. Do you recast Kermit? It sounds like Kermit. You, no, you he can't. He, well, he's been recast. He is that. He is going to be Kermit for whatever they do that's Muppets related from here on, so that, that's done. done. That doesn't matter. How and you know they... what? I don't care. You know what? For this one, I don't. For this one, I don't care as much because Kermit, again, he's not the focus. Fozzie is the focus. He is the character, the main character for that, for this Muppets movie. Here's the thing. The voice of Kermit isn't actually that bad. It's the fact that he doesn't get the the... <clears throat> uh, the way Kermit speaks. Mm-hmm. He doesn't understand the way that Kermit speaks. It just feels off. Oh, hey there. Uh, sorry. Uh, so, so Spark, sorry to cut you off there. No, that's I I just really want that. Muppets I agree. Cool. Yeah, I love yeah. the Did you want to ricochet some more? Or? Ricochet! Because again, I'm on, my, I'm on my last. Oh, spit out about a, a bunch of them? Okay. Yeah. Uh, 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 Chronicles of Narnia. I'd like the rest of them. <sighs> yeah. They, I don't didn't have anything they say, specific about didn't that. Didn't they say that they're, they're, I, they're working on the fourth one? I thought it was a yeah, TV but that's show? been off and on forever. Um, oh, that's the fourth movie. I I would really like a sequel to the Evil Dead remake. 
Yeah, same. They were supposed to. So that when, follows me. Yeah. So that movie, when when it was critically like I think pretty well received, and it did it didn't it was a small budget. So did it, okay. It did okay. They were talking about incorporating into the actual Evil Dead universe and Bruce Campbell like and Mia teaming up or something. Yes. And I I was so ready. I, for that. I thought they were gonna do it with the show. Yeah, and then but they never did. But then Disaster Versus Evil Dead came out. So. Uh, I wish I I know it's not gonna happen, and we have comic books of it. But I wish that Freddy versus Jason versus Ash was a thing. God yes. Same. God yes. Uh, I wish there I like was a proper. I wish there was a proper sequel to Nightmare on Elm Street, specifically just a follow up to Dream Warriors. And I want you to bring Robert England back, and I want him to be Freddy, and I want it to be genuinely scary, and I want to utilize what we have access to in technology to really make the dreams feel like dreams. I just want one Nightmare on Elm Street movie where the dreams really, really, really feel like dreams because we've seen movies where like it gets surreal enough. Legion's a great example. Oh, dude. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Where where things get surreal enough that that it's like that's straight up how dreams work. That's what I want. I want a Nightmare on Elm Street movie with Robert England doing that. Oh man, that franchise! Um, like, what do they do with it? They did uh, Jack Girl Haley. I, I know. I saw, I saw it in theaters. So was, oh man. I um, love a little movie from DreamWorks called Megamind, and I want a sequel. <laughs> guys, that I like that movie so much, and and it's so silly that Brad Pitt. He's like, oh, copper. It's my it's my weakness. And he's like. Copper, what, what, what? Yeah, like, I beat you. I love that. That's such a good twist. I love it. And no, you didn't really beat him, obviously. But like, I love that so much. I love that movie. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would really like a sequel to that. I, uh, I wish there was going to be a sequel to Dark Tower. Who knows if there will be? They're making a TV um, show, maybe, right? Sure. Yeah. Right? Uh, I always thought there could have been a cool sequel to Bruce Almighty. Yeah, it's called Evan um, Almighty. Let's just no, say that. no. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, I mean, like, totally unrelated from Bruce's world. Uh, like really take a step away and bring Morgan Freeman back. I, I thought that there could have been something. I didn't like the way of an almighty played out. So something, something different. Um, I don't want to expand on that too much. Uh, I also really wish there had been a sequel to Mars attacks. Dude, that is such a good movie. Did you ever read the comics where Mars attacks like um, crossed over with a bunch of other dark horse comics? One of them was just dread IDW. Sorry. Really? Yeah. I actually might read that. That sounds really cool. It was a, uh, it was weird. Yeah. I feel like there was always a lot of potential for another Mars Attacks movie, and I'm sad that it never came to be. Um, Just like Independence Day, they need to c- 20 years later come back. Yeah. Who who does everyone else have still one more? Or I, yeah. Is it just Brandon? I got one more. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm holding off one still. Yeah. All right. And then my last one, uh, Lost in Space. There's a TV show. Yeah, I know. We have a TV, TV show. I know. I'm just saying. Th- a movie. Tra- Nobody tra- wants tra- a sequel to that old ass movie. The trailer no. of Lost in Space is better than Lost in Space the movie. That movie. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was reading about it, and there was intended to be a sequel. It was obviously there was. The idea was that they didn't leave the first time bubble that they went through, and when they finally arrived at the at the planet they were supposed to arrive to, yeah. shit, what was it called? It doesn't matter. Um, but they were supposed to arrive to the planet, but they arrived there like thirty years late. Oh, okay. Instead of ten, instead of ten years, <coughs> so there's already a colony there. Yeah. And it was and it was dealing with time travel shit. Like, no, time like travel. everyone that they knew was you know there, but older. Were there more Gary Oldman Spider Man? No, Damn. actually, they conveniently found a way to fix that, and they cured young Gary Oldman. Oh no! Uh, so that he wouldn't be able to do it. But yeah, it was like they were supposed to find find it, and it was dealing with the stuff, and I forgot a whole lot. But I was like, that that's kind of I would have also. Yeah, I'm gonna get some flack for this. You are. I. You're gonna kind of like Matt LeBlanc action hero. Like I would have totally bought it if he had kept up with that action heroes thing. 
you're on your really? own. Yeah, that dead if silence. Had, if had, no, if he if he hadn't if he hadn't flopped it with Lost in Space, I could see the potential where he could have, but he he flopped it. Yeah. So. yeah. And again, I just think I really like Lost in Space. I've yeah. been very clear how much I like that movie. It's um, American classic. It's American classic. Yeah. Uh, I have, I've only seen the pilot. The pilot for the new episode, new show. It's fine. Yeah. Um, I'm uh, going to continue with it because I hear it's really good. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I would have really liked another movie of that one. Um, but yeah, that's my that's my last one. I love it. All right, so this next one is a doozy, you guys. Uh, it's the sequel to Gladiator, which they were going to make. Let me tell you the premise of this mo- of this movie. So uh, Nick Cave, who is an amazing musician, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds. Nick Cage. Nick Cave, okay. with a V. So um, here's the sequel. All right. Cave's proposed sequel would have Maximus floating in the afterlife where he is offered the chance to reunite with his deceased wife and son in return for murdering Christians on Earth. But it quickly becomes apparent that Maximus has been betrayed by the gods. His son is, in fact, alive and very religious and convinces Maximus to betray the gods and wage war on them. Hang on. This has got a war. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time, Maximus has been granted eternal life, and the script ultimately dovetails into scenes where Maximus is fighting in World War II, Vietnam, and later winding up in the Pentagon where he and fellow politicians plot destruction of the world in front of laptops and surveillance cameras. It's dot, 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 a choice. Cave said it's a stone-cold masterpiece. Crow's response after first reading it, don't like it, mate. <laughs> what? He's an eternal crusader oh, going through time murdering Christians. That's... God of War. false belief that God told him to do it, so he teams up with his son to kill God. Gods. You kidding me? This was a re- this is a real script. I am gonna find the script. Who wrote Ridley Scott's Gladiator? I don't know. Let me look it up. Was what, it? Well, it wasn't the case. The script was the script wasn't even fully finished when they were filming the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that. Gl- n- it started, wow. They started. Uh, this. They talking about like 2007, and then it like last year he came up again. Uh, and I don't know if it's ever. It was when Prometheus was coming out, and he was talking about. It. He was like, "Yeah, we're, we might do the Gladiator sequel." Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. I swear to God. He um, would. Well, he would do that this makes sense. He said. He's, he, 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 he. That makes sense. He's, and, he's batshit. He's a little batshit, but I don't think he's that batshit. Yo, he replaced an actor in nine days for his movie. He can write Dude, a movie I'm where sorry. he kills God. Did you not see Prometheus? I mean, sorry, uh, Alien Covenant? <laughs> I mean, yeah, but even that has some logic to it. Yeah, Bro, come on. I mean, you could totally see where a movie like what Ryan just described would be like a next step for him. I guess so. Dude, I'm just like, okay, Russell Crowe is just like floating through space, and God's like, you need to go back to Earth and kill all the Christians for me because <laughs> they're all actually bad. So he does, and then it turns out, no, God's bad. Kill God. This is God of War. Ridley, Ridley Scott awesome, picking dude. on the ideas of religion? That sounds insane. It's, it's, yeah, he's never done that well, before. Why I mean, would he ever? Never. That makes sense. <laughs> that's the cra- <laughs> It's the craziest thing I've ever heard. That's like, that's, and I, it's never going to happen. But And we're all grateful can, for it. Can, we're all better for it. I am speechless. I just, I'm, I'm, now that you know what it's about, Anytime there's Gladiator news, you guys need to pay attention because if this actually happens, it's going to be the greatest movie ever made. I highly doubt that. Have you seen his latest films? Listen, dude. <laughs> it's it's there's a scene where he's going through time in Vietnam and World Can War you II imagine? with Wolverine. Hold up. Hold up. What if it was de- what if it was what if it was Wolverine? Cuz you remember in in uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine he's going through time and all right. the wars. Yeah. It'd be like that, but it's Russell Crowe's Maximus. Can you imagine if it was Denis Villeneuve? Yeah. I could. You're right. I could, and and now I want it more. <laughs> I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text Denny. Like, what up, Den Den? I got a new script for you. Okay, we need to get off of that. Oh my god. All right, Ben. Your last. Isn't that the coolest thing you've ever? That's heard? rad. That. But I, I don't want to see it. That's got a war. That's amazing. I oh, mean, I mean, I'd watch it. I mean, I'd watch it 100. percent But again, uh, also, 
Here's what here's what here's what kills me. Yeah, it's the bit at the end when he's at the Pentagon. Because what what's the trope I hate? What setting um setting pa- past shit with future shit. Oh, like I don't like it when like characters from the past yeah. end up in the future. Well, it's never he's done technically well. he's just an immortal. He's like he's like he's like a Vandal Savage. It would, Didn't you just literally describe that with Lost in Space? No, it's a sci-fi future movie. Gladiator is a Roman uh, Roman historical epic. Okay, but it's the thing I don't want to see like. Oh, actually, so here's Drakengard. One of the final endings of Drakengard yeah, has here. him. One of the final endings of Drakengard has him end up in modern day. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah, I I don't I don't but want that. I so like I like it's like if God of War ended with Kratos in modern day. Yeah, well, don't give me that shit. But it's not it's not where it's like he's time traveling. He's just living throughout history. Yeah, I don't want it. That's fine. Yeah. No. I can't wait to see a Roman clad Russell Crowe on in World War II. He's like, do you want to live forever? And they're like, who the hell are you? <laughs> I just think it's amazing. He's a little fat these days, so yeah. oh yeah. So yeah, so top that, Ben. <laughs> I can't. What no, the shit? I that's just, podcast over. There's no more. It's just I, it's, that's the one movie I've always wanted. That's it, guys. Like, we ended five five episodes before our one hundredth. Damn. <laughs> oh shit! Is it still my turn? Yes, yeah, it's your yeah, turn. It's your okay, well, I honestly just pulled this one out of my ass, but uh, I thought I, I smelled w- something. Screw you. <laughs> But I was actually thinking of maybe a prequel instead of a sequel. Oh, a wow. prequel to Avatar Last Airbender. And not be it av- uh, about Avatar Roku, but the Avatar Kyoshi. As a movie? No, or maybe a, or maybe like a short one, uh, like 13 Wait, are you talking, you're talking about an animated movie? Yeah. Okay. Oh, God, no, no, not like live action. No, but Screw we've that. only talked about it live action yeah, films. Yeah, I was like, I'm, I don't want any more of that. Place. No, I would like a animated Film about Avatar um, Kyoshi. Sure. It could, Is that it could, the lady? Yeah. yeah. I mean, wait, 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 wait. But would we be, would we be upset if it was live action? If it wasn't M Night Shyamalan, would we be yeah, upset? Yeah, I'm just assuming. Wait, are be... we, are we talking about like Fair the Odd Parents live action God, or no. Ben Ten live action? No, like actual like movie. No, no, budget. no. We're talking, we're talking like full budget. Like they decide, you know what? I still think Last Airbender is a marketable. Uh, big screen feature, but we can't do the Last Airbender story right now. What if we did a prequel story? Do you guys have a prequel story about Kiyoshi? Oh yeah, we could totally write a movie about that. Well, let's put some budget behind it. Get someone who's competent as a director. Here we go, and they do it their own way. I don't know. I don't know that I'd be on. That's that's actually a it. smart way to to reintroduce <clears throat> people. So reintroduce when they, it yeah. as a live mm-hmm. action thing. Yeah. So you can do it Ong the next time. <sighs> Got him. Avatar. Avatar. Oh, oh Spielberg. What did you do to me? <laughs> uh, I'm just saying, that. I wouldn't be like, like if you told me like it was a live action film and it's you know it's still a prequel to the animated show. Like they don't need to make sequel live action films. I'm, I'm not. I wouldn't automatically hate it. No, yeah. that's fair. I yeah, wouldn't hate right. that. Yeah. yeah. I just think that would be an interesting idea. So that way we could still have more Avatar. We're not going forward, but then we see one of the more pro yeah, or I, more. I have, I have no interest. In, no interest in going forward with that story. Honestly. I have no interest in going past Korra. Okay. Yeah. So I would like well, to I see. Heard a, I actually heard an interesting idea about um, maybe like the next Avatar is actually twins and they both can do the, the yeah, thing. Yeah, truthfully, it's just the setting. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I don't want to see the setting. I understand, but I was, th- but I was thinking is like, because we know all about Roku's story. We got that in, epi- in an episode, but we still don't know a whole lot about Kyoshi. And actually in the comics in um, Turf War Part 1. Yes, the, I remember. Yeah, they, we find out that Kyoshi is actually, she's bisexual. Yeah. Oh my. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I would be on, I would be down for that. I just want more Avatar. So do I. Stuff I 
I uh, lied. I have one more than one Ew. because I thought of something that I, I should have, and I don't know how I didn't think of it this whole time. I will bring us I home. I want the sequels to Chronicles of Riddick that we were promised and never given. Oh. I want him to take on the gods of the Underverse. God, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that Chronicles of Riddick movie. Me I too. want that sequel. Dude. I want it. He you know became what? their king. I like all three of those movies. Yeah, they're all good. They're all good. You know and what? the game is amazing. Yeah, I like what we got, but it was not what we were promised. No, it wasn't. And, and I wanted him to go to the Underverse, and he still said that it's eventually going to happen. I really would have liked to have seen, like, like you know, low-budget film, high-budget film, low-budget film, yeah. high-budget film, low-budget yeah. film. Like, that's, how <laughs> ca- that's how they counter, because, like, the movies don't make a lot of money. Yeah. So, like, you got to balance it out, yeah. Man, yeah, that is such a wasted opportunity. Like, you set up, like, he's, like, the new king of these crazy people, and he can do whatever he wants. Well, let's just make another small movie. Yeah. Damn it. Damn it. Yeah. yeah, I like that movie, but, no, you know. I hope, I hope, I hope that it still happens. I'm holding out hope, because I want it. Do I want you, him to go to the Underverse. Do you honestly, can you do a big Underverse story and have it be low budget? No. No. Because you're not going to give, get, you're not going to give Vin a mil, hundred but, million dollars. But that's dollars. the thing, but that's the thing, is, like, he, the whole thing not was that Not for Chronicles of Riddick. He Vin Diesel wants to fund the film himself. He owns the rights to the Riddick films, okay. all right, right, all right? Which right. is why he wants to fund it himself off of his Fast and Furious money, and he makes a lot of money off of Fast and Furious. Yeah, and he's Groot. I feel like it can still happen. I he's I'm, willing to fund it himself. I feel like it can happen. I'm 100 percent on board. It's just like, man, I don't know. Shit, no. What am I talking about? He made Triple X again. He can absolutely do it. Yeah, talk, you know what? what if he about? if he can, I would much rather see another Riddick film than another Triple X. Because screw that. Franchise. Yeah, I think he does. 100. percent He's making another Triple X. Honestly, I. You didn't hear about that? He's making another Triple see, X. I'm going to cry. I'd rather see another Riddick than uh, than another Fast and Furious 2. I would too, like, honestly. Yeah. I, I, want, I want another Riddick movie. I want the Underverse. Anyway, the other one that I was thinking of is... Bring uh, us home, Well, before I, say that, before I say that, I will say I'm not going to go into it because it obviously can't happen. But I do wish, I wish so bad that before we lost Anton Yelkin, that we had gotten a sequel to Fright Night. Oh, yeah, yeah. Based off the original idea of the sister of the vampire coming after him, I wish that had happened with Anton and, and David Tennant in it. And it's a shame it'll never be. That is a good movie. I love, oh, I love well. both those movies, man. Uh, okay, they did make so a sequel. I want, a straight to DVD I want sequel. Stephen Sommers. I want Stephen Sommers. G.I. Joe? To come back and do a film with a very, very old Van Helsing. Oh, who has old to man Logan. With a young mummy, Brendan Fraser. To battle some badass monsters. Someone's going to have this. to look really old and someone's going to have to get uh, really thin. They're going to need that D- Disney CGI money. I want this. I want this so bad. Brendan Fraser <laughs> would have to get would be, thin. Evie. I think it would be so great. I'm just saying. Hey, there's your monsterverse. There's right. your dark universe. Yeah. yeah, you go, yeah. No, I mean, like, like. Does I everyone here like that Van Helsing movie? Cool. I like it. I enjoy it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think, I, I think kind of it would route. be really cool to have a, a old, old Van Helsing having to work with a, a, a young uh, Rick O'Connell, or a younger Rick O'Connell, yeah. not as young as he was, but but a Rick O'Connell who's been through the mummy stuff, and then a Van Helsing who's done everything he's done, and it's like, oh, damn. <laughs> you know, and, and they so got to be so, so much could fun. It, So you recast Rick O'Connell? No, see, could, no. could it be like just like Van, well, you just make up uh, Jack, Jack, Jack Human. Uh, to be like seventy, and just have Brendan Fraser be be himself at yeah. fifty. That was a lot of weight. Hey man, that man Chris. Hey man, Chris Pat got the money. He's like, I can do it. I'll do it. Yeah, but money. Chris Pat was a lot younger. Oh, that's very true. You're right. Yeah, you're right. 
That, yeah. That's the thing. I think the only thing that's stopping Brendan Fraser is that first off, his career went into the shitter, and second off, uh, he's getting up there. Yeah, and it, it gets harder for older men to lose weight. He's doing. Guy. He's doing all right right now, though. He's got a TV show, Trust, right? He's on Trust. Yeah, he's yeah. great. Yeah, he's got a he's got a couple of really really good monologues in it. That's awesome. Yeah, he but plays yeah, Mark Wahlberg's be... part. Oh yeah. <laughs> I think it would be a lot of fun to revisit Steven Sommers doing that kind of stuff with, with those two headlining it. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Plus, just Hugh Jackman and Brendan Fraser playing off each other sounds really fun. I don't care yeah. what they're doing. Yeah, so I I, I, I'd 100% like to see that sequel. It'll never happen, oh, yeah. but I think it'd be a great time. Better sequel, no matter what, to Mummy Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Listen, you guys. Nope, I don't want to hear it. Listen. <laughs> I'm not saying I like that movie. But yes, you it are. It has a scene where Yetis do the touchdown symbol. So it's it's a also got a scene it's where a Jonathan ten. yells, spank my ass, Rick. A 10 out of 10. <laughs> it is a 3 out of 10. That movie's not great, but I, man, Jetly being a dragon monster is cool. Never seen it. You're fine. Don't worry You're about good. It. Yeah. Oh, boy. That, that, that good? Should we move on? Uh, sure. All righty. Time now for the best part of the episode. Sorry. I like the book club a lot. This is the FNG book club. Apparently not this week. Uh, I still like it. This is the book club segment of the show, and this week is Sparks. Sparks, take take it away. away. Yeah. Okay. It's a continuation from the last time I did it. It's Rising Stars Volume 2, which uh, covers the next eight issues. Um, Although I'm I'm the only one aware of the last issue, but that's okay. Uh, Ryan, Ben, since you guys read it, why don't you talk to me about it? Brandon, you can just sit there. I I have input, sir. Apparently not. Ben, go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Holy balls, this is bananas. Is it bananas? Well, I mean, critical mass. I mean, because Stephanie Mass is like very... Very calm, but then critical is like it's a complete one eighty. But all the stuff from this, from um, like Joshua, like that really hit me. Like when he was like he was like being oppressed by his dad in the church, and then he finally shows up. He's wearing a dress, right? Man, what a that's such a cool. He goes he goes into his dress store and he changes because that's yeah. that's where he feels more comfortable. Yeah, that's who he is, and also seeing Chicago completely destroyed like that. Um, this I really enjoyed it. I can't wait to read more of this. To be honest. Awesome. It's been because uh, I read it when we, we were when we were originally going to do it like two weeks ago. So my memory is a little vague because I read so many more comics since then. Uh, but I sure. really, I really liked it. I really enjoyed the the. I really enjoyed when they just like they took over Chicago because like yo, we got to do it. Like no one's going to stop us. I really like the idea of they have to kill all these other heroes so they can incorporate the power. I really mm-hmm. like that idea. Um, it reminds me a lot of Heroes, but that's because right because Heroes is, cause is very much based, based off, off of it. Um, yeah. I I really like all the character interactions. I like Stephanie and like she's she's uh like using Jason or she's like manipulating him or something. Isn't that yeah. correct? Yes. Yes. yes, yes, And he's just so, like killing so, fools. Right. So it jumps it jumps ahead uh, from the last book um, quite a bit. And it was Order sixty six basically happened where they were like taking out all the superheroes. Yeah, like and the so uh, they make. They make a deal, a group of them, uh, led with uh, John and uh, Randy, who's Raven Shadow, they make a deal Raven with the government Shadow. that if they take care of this this situation in Chicago where Critical Mass has basically gathered the worst of their their kind and they are just hanging out in Chicago and they won't let anybody in and they won't let anybody leave. Yeah. And they've broken down all the bridges and all the freeways and everything to get out. Stuff um, that rises. And she's, 
and she's using a special who can bring things to life uh, to create these hybrid monsters to keep people trapped in the city. Oh, man, yeah. Um, and so they, they set up this uh, team to go in and try and stop her, and uh, that's when uh, she already has a heads up because of an agent, an FBI agent that she learns of this from. And when they're in this huge battle, the government decides to send in both Jason and Matt, who are known to the public as two of the most powerful of their kind. Uh, Matt being the cop and Jason being the one we found out was a murderer of the others in the first book. The bad man. Mm -hmm. And uh, once they get into the city, he turns on Matt and he starts wrecking him. And that's when we learn that critical mass has been inside the heads of all of these people, that uh, her power is, is more than just being this... Uh, this strong character she is able to get inside the the heads of others and her first thing she did was uh she had stephanie have sex with jason mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. in that moment of weakness was able to get inside of jason's head and made him start killing so that she could get stronger and take over as the dominant personality yeah there's this great and, oh, sorry I just and her whole to... plan her her whole plan has been for them to fight in chicago so that uh she can get even stronger and be the most powerful yeah, what I was trying to say was there's this line where that like the sex scene essentially where she's like he thought he was inside me but I was inside him the whole time. And she oh got yeah, yeah, but she got yeah. inside his head and she was able to um have, make Jason do all that. Which as I was reading this, I never really liked Jason. Even the scenes where he was picking on Willie or William. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. um oh my god, the return of William is so good. That was like even when I was um reading the first volume because I read the first volume. Sadly, after I read the second one, they just talked about poor Willie and him flying away. And then finally yeah. in volume yeah. two, we get to see that Willie did fly away, but he eventually landed and he just stayed in the shadows. And he is, made... he is the only one of them who ever got to live a normal life because he everybody thought he just disappeared forever. But yeah. he actually just went and lived a life. Yeah. He was and... in like the hospital or something at the end of 14, right? Is that where he is, where he flies away? That's Willie, right? That kid? No, no, no. no? Uh, the, 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 that's uh, Matt. Mac oh, got put in the hospital. Yeah. William William left uh, before the the fighting really started. William wanted out. Yeah, he didn't want any part of it. All he wanted to do was help John because he promised, and then he left the city. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that because I hated Jason all throughout, and then the issue fifteen, Jason actually redeems himself by taking away all those nuclear uh, all those nuclear warheads. Right, right. So seeing that, I was like, okay, Jason, you're not as much of a dick as I thought you were. Which I yeah. kind of like because a lot of times you see you get the character who betrayed you and they don't really get a redemption arc. Right, because we were painted to know, think that he was this murderer and this really bad person. We find out that a lot of what he's done has been affected by critical, critical mass. mass. And, and he, mm -hmm. now, now he hates that what he's done and he needs to atone. And, redemption. And that's really awesome. Um, I love the way that Stephanie you know, has her moment where she gets to retake control and takes herself out of the equation. Uh, so, hi. Hi. So me. Hi. Um now I just want to be clear. I tried to get through this. And the only reason why I didn't is because I fell asleep. I just fell asleep because a lot of Top Cow's stuff doesn't really do it for me. There's a this is Top Cow through and through. Mm -hmm. It's got Top Cow's house style at the time. Uh and I don't like the art. I have never liked that art style. That's fair. Um and Maybe if I had kept going, I would have been more into it. Um, but there's a lot of stuff in that first volume that's just... Nobody talks like people. Like, everyone's talking like they're narrators. There's, like... Every single person who's talking, who's telling a story is narrating it as if they are narrators. Not as if they are telling a story to a person. 
And it's kind of like really, there's a lot of dialogue, a lot of long-winded dialogue. And it just kind of wasn't working for me. And that, what you guys talking about this second volume, like, I, I wanted to finish it. I just ran out of time. And um, maybe for the, when you're going to do the third volume for your next book club, right, Sparks? I, I actually didn't hear what she said. You cut out on my end. Oh, uh, you're going to do that, the, that last bit, that last sentence. You're going to do the ne- the next volume in the book club, next your next book club, right? Yes, I, I am seeing this series through to the end, which is a, a 24-issue main series. Then there's a bunch of, like, side content, but I'm, I'm focusing on the main three volumes. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I mean, for you, I'll catch up. And I'm sure, like, you know, maybe I'll get more into it, but th- there's a lot of stuff in that first volume that I just, I found very difficult How to get through. How far did you get in the first volume? I finished the first volume. Oh, you finished the whole thing? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, so, I... Volume one is is a lot of setup for like what happens here. Yeah, I mean honestly, because it's it, it is a three part story as far as Straz, uh, Straczynski wrote it. Yeah. You know, um, it, I some of my favorite things that happen in the series happen in this volume, which is uh really those last two issues, like one that Ben mentioned, which is uh after everything that happens in Chicago, all of the specials kind of uh the the doctor uh he passes away, the doctor who kind of took care of them. And when he passes away, he tells John that uh, he was wrong to have told him that he should have been the person who needed to kill them if they ever needed to be killed. He should have told them that he should be the person to lead them into a better mm. world so that he would never have to. Mm-hmm. And and then he dies on those words. And all of them who are alive come together uh, for his funeral. And it says, except Jason. Jason didn't show up uh, because he, he once he broke out of critical masses control, he was kind of like thrown and really hated himself because he'd beaten up his friend Matt um, and so they're all at the funeral and uh, that's when John's saying like you know I, I understand now we were all given these abilities the abilities we have they're all meant for things to better the world we're supposed to work together to make the world better and I think now we need to do it regardless of whether they the humans are going to like it or not we need to be doing it um, and that's when Jason does show up and Jason like you know, he doesn't know what to say and he's, he's just feeling so apologetic and sorry. And, and John just like brings him in for a hug and he's like, this is not how we're, we're not going forward with hate. And so from then on, all of the specials start going like hardcore, like, you know, burning down all of the cocaine runners in Colombia, hardcore going after the crime. And, and while all these heroes are doing that, Jason's trying to figure out what he can do. And so he abandons the Patriot moniker mm. and he, he talks to his wife and, and, he knows that all of these other heroes have a lot of these other ends covered and he's trying to figure out what he is the strongest can do because not every problem can be smashed. And he's like, what can I possibly do? And uh, she finally gives him the idea to take and steal and, and put somewhere where no one else could possibly get all of the nuclear weapons in the world because he can sense where they are. And so he does so. And uh, all of the governments start freaking out because they're like, what are we going to do? Uh, he's taking all of our weapons away, but like the the world will live in in a nuclear free zone, and I think that's really awesome. It's a really great. That's one of my favorite issues is is Jason kind of working that out and and knowing like this is the best thing I could possibly do is take all their nuclear weapons away. And it's unfortunate uh, how things are going to eventually go for him, but Supreme I like four, it. Quest for peace. Um, and then I do want to talk about real quick the issue that you guys didn't get to read. Um, it introduces uh, a character we never saw before. Real quick, real um, quick, before we go there, I would, do you want to talk about uh, uh, Joshua and he sacrifices himself with that missile? Yes, that's really awesome. So Joshua that's, sacri- that's a super cool. With the nuclear. That is a super cool, uh, sad thing, and especially at the end 
when uh, and someone else does anybody know who that was? And like nobody knows who did it. Yeah, like yeah, that's, nobody. That's, that's so tragic because he just wanted to be a hero. Mm-hmm. I, I have yeah. a so I just remembered a comment that I had. Yeah. You said Joshua. Who's Joshua? They all look the same to me. Joshua. Joshua is the one whose dad is the, he's the, priest, the priest. He's a priest. Okay, so and he's the son he, who glows like light. So here's why. Here's why I really don't like Top Cow's house style. When there's a scene where two men are laying in bed, two beds. So they're laying next to each other in two beds. Uh, and it goes from one one angle to the next angle to the reverse angle, and they are identical. I will give you it's, a little bit because if I look at this panel, like if I wasn't paying attention, who's you? This. I, I mean, I know who is so, who, but I understand. What it's you're it's Randy. It's Randy and John. Yeah, they get confused for each other really easily. But in the second volume, Randy tells John that they the whole thing in that very first issue about how like John's mom was having an affair. Oh, are they related? No, yeah, they are. They're half. Yeah, they're half bros. Oh, right, right. Oh, mm, I don't remember that. Yeah, because uh, John's mom was having an affair with Randy's dad, so they're half brothers, which okay. is part of why they look alike. Now, they and they and why sense. they have such a connection to each other. Okay. But I have. The, I mean, it's not just that. Is I have a problem. I have that problem no, with a I lot get of it. different people. I get people. totally confused with them too. Because they're 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 like a lot of the hairstyles, like a lot of the blue hairs yeah. and the and the and the weird flowy locks, and all the women look pretty much the same unless they have blonde hair. Yeah, I, I can um, understand that. Yeah, it, it's just it's just a not an art style I've I've liked, and it's what has prevented me from reading Top Cow books for like ever. But I don't, I just don't like Top Cow's house style. Is Does honestly, Stefan is he Top Cow? He is, but no, he breaks the mold. Is what I mean. But that's the thing. Like in recent years, they have broken their own yeah. mold. They don't they don't use the style anymore, unless it's J. Michael Strizan. Not J. Michael. Um, J. Scott Campbell. Oh yeah, okay. He uses that's the same house style. Yeah, uh, they just re, re- uh, did like Cyberforce. Yes, and it looks like just looks like this. Book. Yeah, and that, I just don't like um, Kenneth Rockefeller uses the same style a lot of the time. His is so much more like, uh, like detailed. De- yeah, detailed. Yeah, like dirty almost. Yeah. But it's still like the same kind of bodywork. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. That, yeah, yeah. Anyway, sorry, sorry, Sparks. So uh, now the last issue you want to issue. talk on? You know, I, I, I like I can describe this issue to you guys, but I don't. It's such, it's, I, I mean, you, I, it's we, probably my favorite issue in the series, so okay. I, I, I hesitate to want to describe it. I, I will tell you kind of what it's about, but I don't think I really want to discuss it until you guys can read it, but it's about, it. you meet this, you meet this special, uh, we could talk about it because I know we're doing it again, we could talk about it when we do Rising Stars Volume 3, um, you meet this special, and she goes there to essentially, uh, She's going to destroy all the icons in the Middle East uh, that are religious icons so that they won't uh, have anything to war over anymore because she believes they war over the icons of religion, that they're fighting over where they are. And if she she's like, if children can't get along, you take their toys away. And that's what she's viewing it as. And then John shows her another way. And her way is so creative and beautiful. It's one of my favorite things that they do in the series. So I won't say what it is. Awesome. Um but it's a really great issue. I really, really like that issue a lot. Um, that that kind of that issue along with Jason's issue and just how the Chicago story wraps up kind of make volume two. Like, because I I didn't expect Jason when I was first reading Rising Stars. I didn't expect Jason to to not be a bad guy. I didn't expect him to actually be under critical masses control and that she'd yeah. actually been been creating this plan to get the specials killed so she could be stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought that was a really creative uh, twist for it. So now, uh, I like how that played out. Is is Jason Siler? Is, is like is that like the is, would that be the equivalent? Uh, he 
they certainly took the idea of Siler based off of Jason as he's presented in volume one. I don't. I didn't finish Heroes. Does he become a good guy? <laughs> Ultimately, in season four, yes. Ew. 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 Yeah, it's, it's Ew. messed up. Ew. Oh, that's another good. Ew. That's a good example for a topic I'm working on. Shitty sequels. <laughs> no, uh, villains that become heroes. Uh. Oh yeah. I I gotta admit though, I I kind of I like the way that Siler is turned into a hero, even though uh, I thought it was a bad idea overall. I still like the way that the reason that they did it. I didn't finish Heroes. Do you think the last season is worth watching? Heroes Reborn. So you watched season three? Oh, I didn't watch. Oh, I forgot they did like a re a new thing. I didn't watch that or the last season of Heroes. So, I think season three is actually pretty good. Is that villains overall? Like, where it's like the villains one? That's that's villains. That's villains in the first half, and then um, I forget what it's called for the second half. But it's all about uh, the government kind of trying to contain them. What was season four then? Season four is the circus. Right. Is that good? I never saw. It. I never watched past season two. Oh, okay. Always intended to. I just never did. Yeah. Uh. Well, I I really like to discuss the full hero series someday. I think season three gets a really bad rap because season two was bad. Um, That's why I, I think season three it. wasn't so bad. I do think season four suffers from trying to keep too many main characters present and and active when it could have done other things to write them out or kill them and focused on newer characters. But I don't hate season four. Okay. Uh, anything else you guys wanted to add on Rising Stars before we get out of here? No. One of the scenes that actually kind of broke my heart a little bit is when Kathy died, the one who can bring people back to life by oh. touching them. Yeah, that was brutal. The the way that William talked about like. Faster than a speeding bullet isn't a thing. Not for any of us. Not mm-hmm. for the strongest of us, and certainly not for her. And she gets shot, and she brings John, and she brings John back, and John uh, flies her up into the moonlight because he felt everything and thought all her thoughts and all her feelings when she passed away, and oh. and he uses her power to turn her into into stardust as he visualizes it. Oh, that's mm-hmm. awesome. That's awesome. That 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 hurt. That hurt a lot. There's some oh, good, it's a good moment. There are some good moments in the first volume. I still I really think like. the the scene where he's talking to the guy who's actually dead, and he's like, that's he's, cool. he's communicating with, through that other person. I still yeah, that's, that's cool. My, that's oh my yeah, favorite. volume one. That's so good. Yeah, that's my favorite thing. Uh, I mean, there's the there's the girl who's actually I really hated how she was talking, but I liked the twist that she was just obsessed with this guy. She was talking about her like lover, her like boyfriend. But it's like turns out that she was just really obsessed. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that was Kathy. Yeah, but she okay. but she's just like, and she's like talking about it as like. Little di- little did he know it would happen, and then like next panel, next blurb would be like, "What happened?" It's like no, <laughs> nobody, nobody talks like that. Nobody in their right mind talks like that. <laughs> um, and then there's the there's the guy who wanted to try and save his mom from jumping off a building, mm-hmm. uh, and oh, that, that yeah. was pretty heartbreaking. Some good stuff in the season, and uh, there's one that I like. Yeah, I I really like how creative this series can be at times. Like uh, in in volume one, the suffocation of the guy who can't feel anything. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, yeah dude. That was messed that was, that was really up. creative, and I and I and I like a lot of the choices that happen here in season two, like the choices with Joshua. I thought that was really good. It's not where I thought Joshua was was, was going to go as the son of the minister and everything, but the yeah the way that he is so set apart that he's like I've, he I've always. It's unclear. What is clear is that he he feels he is actually a woman. Oh, oh. I got that. I got I, I at least got the impression that he was gay in the first. It's like volume. A, it's like Black Hammer. Oh. Yeah, it's un- it's unclear if he's gay, but it's definitely clear that he he feels like he's really meant to be a woman, and and that's why when he goes out, he goes out in a dress, um, and uh, okay, and that makes sense. Is more powerful and glowing than he ever was before, and yeah. All right, then let's wrap this up. Ooh, uh, Ben, what's your yeah. book club next week? My book club next week is going to be Green Lantern Earth One. Yay! Get to read it. Very cool. Yep. Uh, so remember that one for. 
next week and look forward to Sparks' next book club when it will be Rising Stars Volume 3. Volume 3, yeah. Uh, all yep. right, well, that'll do it for the show. What's next week? I'm getting there. Oh. God, you guys, jumping yeah. the gun. I love guns and jumping them. God. So. All right, well, next week, oh, actually, because I, Ryan I don't know is anymore. just so Deadpool 2. Oh, cool. Uh, we'll be discussing Deadpool 2, uh, so definitely get that one out. We may have a little surprise for you guys as well that I've been waiting for. I've been sitting Ooh. on for a year. You're sitting on it. It's probably going to hatch soon. No. It's an egg. Oh, it will hatch next egg. week. Yeah. All right, well, thank you guys for listening. We always appreciate it. There is no show without you. Thank you, thank you. Um, thank you to Jeremy Vellucci, who does our theme music. Uh, you can find him at JV Jabberwock. Uh, you can also find his podcast, Suburban Proctologist, on Facebook.com slash Suburban Proctologist Official. Instagram at Podcast. Uh, iTunes. Uh, remember, guys, iTunes is the way to subscribe to the It's the to way podcasts. to go. Yeah. Uh, I hate, I know, you know, a lot of people don't, don't prefer iTunes, but it is the one that helps the most. So definitely subscribe on iTunes where you can. Uh, thank you to Luis Barreto, who does our logo, at Lens for Eyes. Uh, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Fake Nerd Podcast, FakeNerdGuys at gmail.com. If you'd like to get in touch with us personally, I'm at BT McClure on Instagram and Twitter. Ben? Ben Magnet 27 for Instagram and Twitter. Ryan? Maximus, dimly remembering the Colosseum. I saw you say the Emperor. I am uh, reading Gladiator T-Script. I'm You're just going to tweet I'm, things? Uh, just uh, tweet me that? at uh, Maximus Corellius or whatever. Yeah. Uh, DJ Tony Snark at everything. Uh, Sparks? I'm Sparks Witty on Instagram and Twitter, S-P-A-R-K-Z Witty. Hey, speaking of my Instagram, how'd you like my joke at you, Ben? Uh, it's a good joke. I got him. It's a good joke. Good joke. <laughs> Subscribe to us on iTunes, <laughs> Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, uh, not SoundCloud. Oops. Uh, Spotify. Hey, if you if you want to listen to us on SoundCloud, just, just try it. I mean, just maybe, try it. Why who not? knows? Maybe. Why not? Uh, remember to rate and review wherever you get us. We greatly appreciate it. Nothing helps more than an iTunes review. So if you can, please spare the time. Zoom Marketplace. No, well. no, no Zoom Marketplace. Nobody's on Zoom. Oh, okay. Nobody's on Zoom. That doesn't Peter exist Quill anymore. Is. He's in space. That doesn't count. Okay. And he died. Uh, spoilers. That's there is a two-month grace period for <laughs> Infinity War spoilers, sir. Darth Vader is Luke's father. <gasps> <gasps> <What>? <laughs> Until next time, guys. Stay fake, nerds.